Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this big day Tuesday, and that's no bull, January 30th, 2024. This program starts now. Football! It's a beautiful thing, and the goat of it will be joining us in a matter of 10 minutes. Tom Brady. Formerly of the New England Patriots, then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Before that, Michigan, now super businessman, speaker, entrepreneur, GOAT, future color commentator for Fox, will be joining us chit-chatting about his company's TB12 and the Brady brand merging with no bull. Wow. Congratulations Woo. to Tom and Mike Rapoli for making a big-time business move. Mike Rapoli, the super genius behind vitamin water and body, body, armor. Armor. body armor. And now, obviously, Noble working alongside TB12 and the Brady brand. Not only just shoes, which I got all they said. Whoa. Oh, that's so smart out. Okay, greatest yep. Doppler reader of all time. Rest Love in you, peace. Joe. Love you. And then those are nobles there. They don't have a tongue, which I'm normally not the biggest fan of because I got fat feet, but they are comfortable. Uh, a noble was just merch and shoes. Now it's moving into a wellness brand as well with TB12 and the Brady brand coming in. So Noble, a company out of Boston, teams up with one of Boston's greatest stars in the history of the city of Boston to create something special. We can't wait to chat with Tom. This will be the first time I ever talked to him. Here we go. <laughs> First time ever. Wow. Warm, warm ups, he's always come over to talk to Vinatieri. And then there's like a, what's up? He's jogging with you. <laughs> yep. And then after the game, he'd come talk to Vinatieri. And it was a good, yeah, he beat us by 50. <laughs> and then walk away. First time ever talking to him. I appreciate the fact that he nor his people were like, hey, you need to get on the phone with Tom before mm -hmm. the show. Yes. You need to talk to Tom, tell Tom what you want to talk about. Like, that was not the case at all. Nope. So shout out to Tom Brady, who seemingly has a full machine around him at all times. Not acting how most people who have that i can't wait to chat with him yeah i can't wait to see what he's thinking about the future how he's been i think he was just in australia throwing footballs to people in conventions in conferences today should be a big one i assume everything he says out of this is probably going to get clipped either taken out of context or ran with in some different fashion welcome to sports media tom mm -hmm. brady yep. the talks the table is here at boss connor and at ty schmidt one half of the hammer Dad. cowboys tone Diggs is here and nine-year nfl vet former teammate of Tom Brady yep. out of UConn, Darius J. Butler. We got some good D, bad D coming down the pipe today as well in the third hour, Darius. Oh, yeah. And uh, you looked back at championship weekend and broke down who was doing what and who was playing great. Sounds like we're going to get a lot of Chiefs if uh, the early preview mm. is accurate from what I've heard. Absolutely. A lot that, of Chiefs, a lot of Niners. So that Chiefs defense, um, whenever you watch them on film, I think throughout the year it's been hard for people to give them the credit that they are obviously deserving of because they have Patrick Mahomes on the other side of the field, because they have Travis Kelsey on the other side of the field, because they have Andy Reid on the offensive side, seemingly the big brain, the defense rarely gets thought about. But what they have been doing has been phenomenal. Obviously, the last two weeks, everybody's got to see it on the biggest of stages. But like them becoming a defensive first team, and a, hey, let's take care of the ball mm -hmm. so that our defense can win us the game team has been a beautiful thing to watch. And you ask yourself, why is this defense so damn good? Well, Spagnola, who's been coaching in the NFL forever, had a quote about his defense that I think rang true with a lot of people that have played in the NFL. This is the highest number of defensive players with high intelligence with football that I've had. Everybody has a guy that doesn't get it, that makes all of the mistakes. We don't have any of those guys. Not only the guy that makes all the mistakes, but he's also the guy that everybody else has to go to before the play to let him know what he needs to do, and then they got to get back on their task. So not only do you have to worry about the other team shifting, motion, what are they in? Are they in 21? Whatever the personnel is. Also, we got to make sure this guy, who's phenomenal at football, mm -hmm. 
can fly around, make every play, but doesn't necessarily know why we are doing everything we're doing. It's just an added element that they don't have to deal with this year. And it shows up on film, it feels like, with this Chiefs defense debut. Oh, yeah. Belichick had that for a long time as well. Once again, those guys didn't get a lot of headlines, obviously, because of Brady, Gronk, Jules, and all those guys. But, you know, Chung, McCourty, Mayo, Wilford, like those guys were brilliant between the ears. And it's t- usually you only have maybe two, three of those guys on the field at a time. And you can see with Spag's defense, it's five, six, seven guys all on the same page. Guys can fly around. McDuffie, Sneed, Reed has been awesome mm-hmm. in these playoffs as well. So it's been a beautiful thing to see on defense. Drew Tranquil is starting to get loud on the internet yeah. Yeah. For, uh, how he's been playing there this particular year. I love seeing that. But we talked about Sneed. McDuffie on the other side, all pro as well. Yeah. And that doesn't really ever get chatted about. Whenever you are all tied together, and everybody's on the same page. And uh, the old adage is, if we're all wrong, we're all right. Yep. Mostly because there would be people wrong. Sounds like they're not wrong on this particular team. What Spagnuolo is calling, they're running, and everybody's in unison, it's beautiful. And that's why you hold Lamar Jackson to 10 yeah. points. Yeah. That's why you make the Buffalo Bills become a running team as opposed to a passing team because you're able to dictate what the other team does. Dan Orlovsky said yesterday, what Spags is doing is controlling the offense as opposed mm-hmm. to the offense controlling the defense. It's This the most full team that Patrick has had and everything that Spag says about this defense makes us believe even more like oh they're better than they've ever been Yeah. even though it didn't look like it for a while on the offensive side they just had to figure out who the hell they were this year and now they're just adapting to it and they're better than they've been and there's a question now happening on every other media show is like is this a dynasty? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Four Super Bowls in the last five years, winning two of them. Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback. Travis Kelsey is the tight end of the team. Uh, yeah. Are they already calling for the coach to retire mm-hmm. if he's a win? Uh, yeah. You're in the middle of a dynasty. This is everything that a dynasty has had in the past in this league. Now, obviously, it's not 20-plus years, which we will talk to Tom Brady in about four minutes about. I cannot wait to hear why and how he believes that that happened for so long. Yeah. And at what point did you just kind of get trapped in a time warp where you're like, every day is the same day for two decades seemingly and still remain as committed as you are but what they're doing is special and we need to remember that as we're watching it over there yeah the fact that this is the most complete team they've had and you know they're going for the third Super Bowl like you said in four years but because of the fact that Spags you know was there in 2019 when they matched up with the 49ers in the Super Bowl like is there anything to that about coordinators playing each other again even if this defensive unit is way better than what they were in 2019 yeah definitely I think it's always carryover scheme wise uh, gotta have it plays that's something probably Tom will talk about at some point but gotta have it plays a lot of times coordinators you go you know it's gonna be certain players you want to get you know dialed up and get them open so knowing those knowing what they like to go to what type of Plays. Obviously, it's going to be different with Brock Purdy at the helm, but uh, definitely the more familiar you, familiar you are with that play call, it'll help you for sure. For the for the dynasty thing, I saw a graphic today. If they win on on if they win this Super Bowl, they will have a better five year run than the best Patriots five year one. I think it was thirteen to eighteen or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, they'll have more wins. They'll have more Super Bowls. Uh, and then same Super Bowls, three and five. Was it three and five? Yeah. Oh, okay, I was wrong then. No, no, it's okay. Oh, you're done now? Just middle of that? <laughs> no, well, I have to be now. Well, I felt like people are wrong all the time. Yeah, no, it was, still, it was still great. Yeah, you got correct. I feel like if, we, if, we're, if we're wrong, we should stop. Is it, then we're not going to have We're on good three journalism. hours every single good day. That is not... I mean, that's if you get personally, corrected. I have to hold myself to that standard. Well, I'm happy that you are <laughs> a brand new Tone Diggs now that we uh, are at Super Bowl time. But I think as the NFL looks around, you know, and obviously there's been a lot of moves in the AFC West. 
Okay, new coaches, new GMs, new everything. They're in the big bad wolf's division there of the Kansas City Chiefs. But if you think about this AFC with how deep it is with all the quarterbacks, you know, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Joey Burrow, who was hurt this year, I think a lot of people are already forgetting about because what Jake Brown, Browning was able to come in and do, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, obviously on the come up. It's like the AFC is absolutely packed and loaded. And I forget who said it yesterday, but somebody said, we have to stop just automatically putting every good quarterback on Patrick Mahomes' level. And I think that's a a very fair assessment because he's 28 years old. So all of us, myself included, want to be like, the next generation of quarterbacks is great. Mm -hmm. We go Patrick, Lamar, Josh, Joey, and then the next generation after that seemingly going to be incredible as well with CJ and the boys leading the entire thing. Brock Purdy Purdy. in the second year doing his whole thing. It's like Patrick Mahomes has already superseded that conversation. Now, he's been on great teams. Yes. He's been in great situations. Yes. Andy Reid loves having him as his quarterback, can draw up plays better than anybody potentially in the history of football, and there's been a lot of great offensive minds around there. But I think what the conversation has become, and there's people already labeling Mahomes the GOAT over Tom Brady, which I'm going to ask him here in a matter of moments about, not about that specific thing, about being the GOAT now for the next 30 years, just like what happens to Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. All you're going to hear is just people trying to saw you down, saying somebody else is better than you. Suck. You're the greatest of all time. Yeah, brutal. But that is what you kind of earn your way into in the sports media conversation-wise. But at 28, he's already been talked about by some people. He's like, this is the greatest guy. This is the greatest player of all time. Everybody, including Pat, is probably like, I still have a lot more to do. Let's yeah. have that conversation later. But he has certainly projected himself into a Mount Rushmore conversation at the age of 28, which is bananas to think about. For a guy, after watching quarterback, is seemingly a human as well, which yeah. is not normal. Especially how he came out of the gate, like 50 touchdowns, MVP, Super Bowl runs. You expect, you know, okay, at some point it's going to be some type of fall off. But he's just getting – if he shut it down right now, regardless of what happens in the Super Bowl, he's the first Battle Hall of Famer. You know, a lot of people break down, you know, Brady's career and like, hey, this guy had three different Hall of Fame careers. So yep. I'm definitely in the in the argument of, hey, pump the brakes, let him continue to play this out. But he's on that Mount Rushmore already, in my opinion. Joining us now is a man who will be compared to forever whenever they're talking about GOAT conversations in the sport of football. That's because he won seven Super Bowls. Whoa. Jeez. Was consistently dominant for more than two decades mm-hmm. at football ridiculously handsome Mm -hmm. so so absurdly handsome an underdog story too picked at 199 of the nfl draft not a top five pick not handed anything and then what did he do he went to work did his job became the greatest of all time and now a phenomenal businessman in a great representation of the greatest league on earth ladies and gentlemen tom brady hell yeah dude my man tom I didn't. I thought this was all potential gimmick rip. I didn't know if you were actually on the show. I'm so <laughs> pumped you were here. Hey, we love you, dude. Yeah. We love you, Tom. I uh, appreciate it. Yeah, you look. Uh, you got a, You got a great thing going, and you've had your own underdog story and your own path to success with your show, and so many good things are happening. I'm super excited about uh, 2024, and and uh, it's off to a great start. Obviously, with the the announcement of the Noble merger. Um, I'm super excited about, and uh, and the Super Bowl is coming up. I'm excited about that, and I've been working hard on my my Fox broadcasting opportunity, which I'm super excited about. So 
again, it's a, it's a fun year. Well, we're lucky that mm-hmm. this year has started with us being able to say you've joined us. And congrats on everything, legitimately. Okay, Obviously, a lot of hard work goes into all of it. Let's talk about the TB12 brand and the Brady brand merging with No Bull, a company out of Boston with Mike Rapoli, obviously. And whenever you launch TB12, I, as a guy who got a chance to play alongside Adam Vinatieri, who had somebody travel yeah. in and do the pliability and do basically, I think, what you were preaching and talking about yeah. the longevity. So I got a chance to see that. I think a lot of people did. Then you're making that a brand to make everybody better. And then you're building the Brady brand, now teaming with Noble. It's like, seems like everything's going exactly how you projected it to go with the brands. And how do you see the future with Noble going? Yeah, I expect joining a, a, a big platform like Noble already has, I think, gives me the opportunity to impact a lot of lives. And I think a lot like what you're doing with your show, you know, you start a certain path and then you get different opportunities and you create into to a bigger opportunity. And I, I know there's massive growth potential. There's great business partner and leader uh, with Mike Rapoli, who's become a great friend of mine over the last few years. And we have a great mission. We have a great vision, vision, and, and there's still a lot of tactics to be worked out, but I love being affiliated with Noble. It's a Boston company. It's where my roots were. Um, we care about our consumer and, you know, we plan to do great things. I think 10% off right now at nobleproject.com. And then there's also... Free shipping on orders over $99. 99 bucks. So in all the quality of the products. Hey, look at it. Hey, Tom. I got these nobles. Let me on. see. I got these Now nobles. we're talking. Huh? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Those look good. Huh? I feel like I could throw Those a football. Those look really better. good. I hey. can't even pull that off right now. Look at you. Hey, I'm flexible. <laughs> Repliability, baby. Repliability, <laughs> baby. You know Pliable. Yeah, you know what the deal is. And I'm, I'm, happy you're, I'm happy you've done that, too. I mean, I think that's... You talk about Adam Vinatieri really embracing that i think you know so much of what i want to do in my life is impact people in a positive way and and i've been blessed to be around the most amazing people and my best friend and body coach alex who taught me so much about how to take care of myself really is the reason why i was able to play 23 years and and i say that in a in all humility and i i just loved playing so much i never wanted to give it up and unfortunately i got to watch now and i think in these moments when they got championship games and super bowls um, next year, I'm going to be calling a Super Bowl uh, for Fox, which is going to be incredible. And it, it's it's been a different experience this year watching, but I've certainly enjoyed not getting hit by Aaron Donald and and uh, and Dominican Sue anymore, and and enjoying other parts of my life, which have been really fun. Okay, well, let's talk about your football run for 23 years now. Um, I I brought it up just like a matter of moments ago. For that long to be that committed to something, was there just like a time warp that kind of took place? Like, did you? At, from like years, let's say six years. In. I played for eight years. Okay, been nominated for the Hall of Fame twice in eight years. Okay? <laughs> hey, no, no big deal. Never make in, but I'm nominated, and that is on the Twitter bio for the rest of my life. You played three yeah. times that at the quarterback position, which is obviously the amount of film and preparation, and you and Alex with the body work. Like, was there a moment in time that just kind of disappeared from, like, years 8 to year 20? Like, did you look up once and, like, damn, I'm two decades into this thing? Or how did you kind of take each year? And at what point did you realize you were doing something that we had never seen before, Tom? Did you ever have that moment? Yeah. It was a lot of step-by-step over a lot of years. Obviously, falling in love with the sport, uh, growing up in the Bay Area and seeing the 49ers, you know, create their dynasty with my football idols, Joe Montana and Steve Young. And then I fell in love with it and went to Michigan, had some success there, and then ultimately went to the Patriots at the right time. And Coach Belichick was there and he embraced me. We had an amazing group of guys that really drove the culture of winning and success. And 
and we had success playing and I loved obviously playing quarterback. I got to be around all my friends and you know what the locker rooms are like. There's oh, yeah. so much joy in that. And in about 2006, 2007, you know, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm loving this. I want to play as long as I can. And at that point I was working pretty extensively with Alex, my body coach. And, and we just kept at it and refining what I was doing in the off season my nutrition, my hydration, all my pliability treatments, how I would train and so forth, and started a business, TB12 Sports, in 2013. And I think we created a lot of change and impact in the world, certainly in the world of sports we did. But we had so many clients with testimonials that changed their life. And I want to broaden that in this merger with Noble to reach even more people. And if everyone can just make simple changes and get the right type of the right type of information that as we know there's so much convoluted information out there but to have really a direct source and i'm not telling anyone to do anything that i haven't done or tried and things that i want to see myself continue to grow in different areas and, and certainly in sports i did that in in broadcasting for fox i've really tried to attack that in the exact same way that i always approached my football career and then in the entrepreneurial side of my life too attacking this TB12 Brady brand merger with Noble to create more explosive growth is exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah, it seems like you've had success at actually everything. So, <laughs> hey, way to go. Hey, yeah. way to go. Yeah. Now, it's not, you don't just get lucky. That doesn't just happen whenever you're just. Well, I, I think I think the point is there's a lot of success for often, for, certainly for myself, and you could speak to this as well, isn't necessarily linear. It's not a straight line. There's a lot of adversities. There's a lot of different challenges and learnings and growth and evolving. And, and I think that, you know, I look back on the first 46 years of my life and, um, you know, the, the Frank Sinatra line regrets, I've had a few, but then again, to few to mention, I feel like that's been my life. And I've, I mean, I wouldn't change anything in terms of how I've approached my professional career. Um, and, and I can look forward to continue all those lessons that I've learned from sports and teamwork and discipline and accountability into my Fox broadcasting job, into my other entrepreneurial aspects of my life, like this merge with Noble. So things are things are very positive. And, and all I'm going to do is continue to surround myself with people that I can learn from and that can continue to help me grow. I've spoke to a lot of broadcasters um, from this entire season, uh, just learning from them, people, current broadcasters, ones that have done play-by-play, um, analysis and it's been really fun I've connected with a lot of fun people I've got great notes I could probably write a broadcasting playbook at this point um, but it's been something that I've really challenged myself and, and I really look forward to get on there and call games for Fox in twenty in starting in September I assumed that you were going to be obsessive with your preparation to call games especially with how loud the conversation has been about Greg Olson have you gotten a chance to chat with him about that was that a weird situation because like Stephen A said earlier when I was on first take you joined him on his podcast and I believe Stephen A's exact words were that brother is going to kill it in the booth and I think all of us that obviously have played the game understand that your brain talking over football mm -hmm. is good for the NFL, yeah. the greatest of all time. Have you got a chance to yeah. chat with Greg? Has that become like a interesting situation for you at all? And how have you prepared this year? Have you done like fake games? Have you gone to a booth? Yeah. How has that whole thing kind yeah. of worked getting prepared, uh, prepared I, for next year? I've been out to Fox Studios a few times and done some, some really dry runs with Kevin, who is tremendous at what he does. I'm super excited to join an amazing team, um, Rich Russo, Rich Russo and Richie Zions. Um, you know, we've, we've,
talked a lot about football. We've talked a lot about how I see the game. And I think Greg's done an incredible job. I have so much respect for him, how he approaches his job. He's super prepared in what he does. Um, I think he does an incredible job every time he's on. I love listening to him. Um, and, and I'm just going to go in there and do the best I can do with my own perspective. And I certainly have had a unique vision and perspective of the game of 23 years. And hopefully I just can provide some insight to all the viewers yeah. and all the fans who yeah. love the I'd game. Yeah, I'd say it's unique. Yeah, yeah, unique. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I'd say, yeah. It's unique. You know, I've been a part of a lot of, you know, I've been a part of a lot of Super Bowls, championship games. I've had some, you know, seasons that didn't go the way we wanted. I have some injuries. I was undrafted rookie. I've seen guys come in with great expectations and not meet it. I've seen underdogs like Julian Edelman come along and make it. So, again, I think I've had 23 years of just observing. And I, I get to go on now and speak to a wider audience. And I used to probably use my body and my brain out there and people would see me kind of, lead the team down the field and now i get to do that in a different way using my voice okay so you're one of those people that are up in that conversation you know the michael jordan the wayne gretzky serena williams you're the football representation of it and i've heard you say like i just love my sport and i think kobe uh, i think you and kobe even had conversations about that type of thing yeah. all of those humans up there okay all those humans have an ability to uh you know like in the last dance with Michael Jordan, he was in Utah eating at a restaurant, and a coach walked in and was like, Mr. Jordan, you look more handsome than I've ever seen you before. You were awesome. And then Michael Jordan's that's all I needed, that son of a bitch. <laughs> like, he found motivation in that type of thing. I assume you were a very similar style person when everybody was just saying you were done, you were done, you were done throughout the last decade and a half of your career. But also going into the booth, are you utilizing the same thing, hearing what people are saying about you going in there? And how do you balance that while still being a human going forward? Yeah, well, naturally, there's there's skepticism with a lot of different things when you try new areas of growth. I, I don't think naturally I'm going to go in and on day one have everything figured out. A lot like when I was a rookie in football, I'm going to be a rookie on Fox. And I'm fortunate I've, lot, I've got a lot of great teammates that have really embraced me and have opened their arms to help me learn and understand exactly what I'm responsible for. And then I've gone out and I've tried to you know, have my own personality and take on it. So I think there's definitely been some improvement over the course of this off season um, of, of broadcasting that I've, that I've taken off just because I really wanted a chance to really dig my feet in and, and understand exactly how to get good at this as fast as I can. But at the same time, the broadcast are going to be five years from now is going to be hopefully more improved than the one that starts on day one. So I'm going to go in there with the opportunity to to, to start and, and learn, and I'm sure by the end of the year I'll feel more comfortable. We have the Super Bowl on Fox next year in New Orleans, which was I where I first played my first Super Bowl. John Madden and Fox was on the call. So there's some really cool things that, as I thought about taking that opportunity, is something that I really want to be a, a, a great ambassador for the NFL and the game. I love the sport. I love the athletes. Um, I love the organizations, and, and, I and I really appreciate how – you know, when I watched these games this last weekend, how challenging it is to get there again, like the Chiefs has in, in the 49ers, the organizations that they've put together from the top down and great coaching staffs, the players have bought in. And that's why you're able to win year after year. And I was fortunate to be a part of that organization at the Patriots for 20 years. I tried we and I tried to do things the right way. We all came together as a team. And that's really what life's about. It's about surrounding yourself with great teammates and nothing of significance comes as an individual in life you have to trust and rely on other people to do their job and do the things that you're not great at i 
feel like there were so many things I was incapable of on the field. I couldn't catch a pass. I couldn't run. I you know, couldn't play defense. I couldn't make a tackle. What I could do was I could try to think my way through the game, throw the ball accurately, be a good leader. Um, and I surrounded myself with a lot of players who could do those things. Hall of Fame type players like Randy Moss and um, Wes Welker, Julian Edelman. Um, so many talented players that I got to play with over a long period of time. Thousand yard rusher though, don't ever forget it. Hell yeah. Don't ever, hey. <laughs> Thousand sneaks. Hey, don't, doesn't matter. Remember, this guy's the best at this. Yeah. This guy's the best at this. You were able to find it. Touchdown score. I mean, you are I mean, obviously nobody's picking Tom Brady in a race against other professional athletes. Definitely not. But you need a yard. Nobody's picking anybody other than Tom Brady. Maybe okay. Jason Kelsey's ass. Yeah, up there. With, uh, with the touch. It was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty solid. Uh, Jalen Hurts, obviously, they changed the game with that whole thing. And you talk about this Kansas City Chiefs team. We are naturally just calling them the next dynasty for the last five Super Bowls. Obviously, two times winning it. And then what Patrick Mahomes has been able to uh, do. Travis Kelsey is going to go down as greatest of all time, I assume. Gronk, in your eyes, greatest of all time. There's going to be arguments made for both of them. Andy Reid is going to go down is one of the greatest coaches of all time. So as the yeah. person who is at the quarterback helm of a dynasty that lasted 20-some years up there in New England, which is going to be hard to achieve ever again in any sport, why do you think it took place? You think it's just strictly, in, from the way it sounds like you're going to answer this, is, well, great teammates and everything like that. But whenever they talk about the yeah. Patriot way, that is normally the reason that is given. is like the Patriot way, the Patriot way, the Patriot way. And then people say, well, is that Tom? Or is I that Bill? That, what do you it, think about that? Well, that will I think that sounds like I've never used that term in my entire life. I think when people say it, I'm always like, what's the Patriot way? It sounds like the title of a book. Um, I think what we tried to do was we tried to do things the right way. I think we tried to practice the right way and prepare the right way. What happened on game day was ultimately a reflection of what we practiced. And I thought we had great leadership from our coaches and it filtered down to the guys who really drove the culture. We had so many guys that I played with over the course of a lot of years that, you know, really understood that, okay, I'm going to care about my teammates and I'm going to care about helping the team win. And whatever personal agenda you had, you know, individual success and individual awards, I don't, I don't want to make those insignificant, but they weren't as significant as what we were trying to accomplish as a team. And I think being a real selfless player and understanding that if the ball didn't come your way as a receiver and it went somewhere else, that was a great thing for the team, as opposed to a lot of times, you know, if it doesn't go to you or if you don't make the tackle, I mean, you get frustrated that you don't feel like you're a part of it. To me, it was always when we'd score touchdowns, you know, we'd celebrate with the O-line because without them, we didn't have anything. We didn't have, we, I didn't have time to throw the ball. We didn't have holes that we could open up in the O-line for our backs to get through. We didn't have, you know, when we had tight end like Bronk at the point of attack um, and early in my career, Dan Graham, one of the great blockers that I've ever seen, you know, we could run to the tight end and that tight end now could release up the seam and, and throw the ball for a big gain on, on third down. You can get to big targets in the red area. But again, it was all teamwork. It was the running backs blocking and pass protection so that the receivers could catch the ball. And then it was receivers blocking in the run game so we could spring our backs for long runs. Those were the things that I thought we celebrated a lot as a team that maybe aren't glorified on television, but those are the things I'd like to point out when I'm on Fox next year. It's that this is the ultimate team sport. This is a, this is, we're playing chess out there. We're not thinking about 
you know, necessarily where the ball is. I'm looking for things that are creating these opportunities for everybody to make plays, whether it's offense, defense, or in the kicking game. The way you've described the team, the team, the team here throughout this entire conversation, whether it's Noble or you're talking about those Patriot squads, do you think that's because you're like pick 199? guy that wasn't necessarily Heisman in college because the big story that everybody says that was a New England Patriot that was a player, they go, Bill Belichick would say the same things to Tom Brady, who is sitting in the front row, as he would say to everybody else. And I think people that played high school football are like, yeah, yeah, of course. He would coach Mm -hmm. everybody the same way. But that's not normal across the NFL. I think you know that from now probably hearing about stuff in other buildings. And the reason why it's mentioned so much is because it's not normal. Like, you just have this... You do you? Why do you think you're the guy who would go on to be the greatest of all time, but also would take a mother from a head coach in front of all of your peers and not really, you know, make a big deal out of it? Actually, you would warrant the team to get better because now Bill could say that to everybody else on the team. Did you realize that in the moment that that was one of the traits that you have that not a lot of people have? And why do you think you're that person? Well, I think I was coached pretty hard in high school and I was coached pretty hard in college and I was used to that style. And I think we all got to the Patriots and when we got, when we did things right, there was a lot of team success. And when we didn't do things right, I think what I appreciated about that environment and what I see in the business world a lot, um, And I don't see it as much in NFL teams right now as accountability. And I think that there's a certain way that the team needs to operate in order to be successful. And, and I was okay with that. If, if, if the coach was going to be hard on me, I was going to accept the difficult coaching because I needed to hear it. And again, it motivated me. And there was a lot of players on our team that would see me get coached hard and that they would say, okay, I got to step my game up because I don't want to get yelled at. Tom's getting yelled at. I don't want to get yelled at. How do I, up my game and and i think that's that was that's what accountability looks like and and you can't be you know so have your ego so big that you know any criticism is gonna you know lessen your confidence i mean look you're going out there in the super bowl in two weeks in vegas and you got hundreds of millions of people watching you better be tough at that point you better have have you know, not go in there with, you know, a, a, a weak attitude. Fragile. I think you got to go in there and you got to embrace the challenge, embrace the opportunity. You're going to be tested. And if your coach tests you and your teammates test you, then you can go beat your competition. You know, if they're not testing you and you're waiting for game day to figure things out, you're at a disadvantage. So I love the fact that I was pushed every day to be my best. And I love that I had the ability to push my teammates every day to be their best. And when I did that, I knew that there was accountability back on me that I was expected to go be my best. And ultimately that led to a lot of team success. So there's only one way to do it. In my opinion, you could do it over a short period of time. I don't think Andy Reid, you know, lets his players get off the hook. I don't think Kyle Shanahan lets his players get off the hook. I see those guys with the very disciplined style. I respect those programs for how they run it. And I hope all the teams can learn from that so that we can create the most competitive NFL that they're, there could be, and people continue to love the sport like I have over a long period of time. There's a lot of different ways to go about it, but it feels like if there is an accountability, there isn't success following in anything. That uh, genuinely feels like that. So anytime the Patriot yeah. way gets mentioned, I think that's my first and everybody's first thought mm-hmm. is like everybody is being held accountable to the same exact standard. Now, when you're 40 years old and you've won six Super Bowls and you're already being called the GOAT, 
Was there anything to you getting to the point of just being sick? Like, I'm tired of Bill Belichick talking to me like I'm a 23-year-old. Because that was kind of the lingering at the end of your time at New England is that although you had been the guy that just was, hey, I'm one of the guys, even though you never were, I respect the fact that you viewed yourself as one of the guys having drinks with the boys, what? taking care of the boys, what? hanging out with the boys. Like, everything you did that I've heard is, like, incredible teammate, and you didn't have to. And for as long as you did it, phenomenal stuff. That's why everybody says hi. But at the end of your time with Bill, did there come a time where you're like, all right, Bill, I'm sick of this. Okay, I am a father now. I've made it. Is that real, or do you think a lot of this stuff that kind of got said at the end of your run at New England with you and Bill kind of got taken out of context or kind of misunderstood? Yeah, I think there was – I think, first of all, I didn't – you say, like, oh, you know, to be one of the guys. That's what I always enjoyed more than anything about playing competitive sports was what I was doing with the guys. So none of that felt like that was a stretch for me. I loved hanging out with my teammates in the locker room and feeling like I was completely vulnerable – you know, to go in there and express how I felt. And what you saw in the field was very much who I was. I think the challenging part is you get off the field and you go out to a restaurant and you go, you know, somewhere and you feel like, oh, I have to, you know, you're not in a protected environment. I felt like in those locker rooms, I was very protected. I was surrounded by people that loved what I loved. And 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 obviously my respect for Coach Belichick is is pretty well documented. He was an incredible leader and coach for our team. And I tried to do my best every single day that I took the field. I knew that he did the same thing. And I think that's why I respected his coaching so much. So when I toured a later part of my career, I really think there was so much people just trying to create some division um, that some of it, most of it wasn't, was untrue. Um, but it's just the way the world works. And naturally I think division from within is a big problem in these team environments and i don't like seeing any dysfunction in team environments i i want everyone seeing things through one set of eyes through one goal through one vision one mission what we're trying to do with noble and i've got a great leader in mike rapoli who's gonna gonna create that vision for for what we plan to do in our expansion and our growth well you and coach belichick did something that nobody else is ever going to do. They just mm -hmm. andy Reid and patrick Mahomes in the middle of it if they're able to do this for 20 years straight more power yeah, to incredible. I, yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, like relationship-wise, like humans, let alone football, strategy, ability, team evolution, salary cap, everything, let alone luck with injuries, everything that goes into it. But just humans, the aspect of humans having to yeah. work together for that long is abnormal. So you got, hey, yeah. victory lap for what you guys did up there. Oh, yeah. Then you go down to Tampa Bay, and we happen to be down there about the same time. The amount of cranes that came to the city whenever you came there, obviously the ticket sales, everything that went through the roof for the Buccaneers. You win a Super Bowl there. It's beautiful. You now yeah. outright goat of the NFL. But with that comes like the immediate conversation, and you're getting into sports media, so you'll obviously recognize this. It's been happening to Michael Jordan since he retired the third time. So Michael Jordan now is the GOAT. Well, is LeBron James better than Michael Jordan? This is every day for some sports media. Every single yeah. day, this is some of it. So yeah. that's going to come with people tearing down Michael Jordan to either put up LeBron James or tear down LeBron James to put over Michael Jordan. It's starting to happen with Patrick Mahomes right now where there's people saying, he's already greatest of all time, better than Tom Brady. Tom Brady wasn't able to blah, 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 blah. Do you appreciate yeah. that? Do you respect that? Do you hate that? How do you feel about the like the bullshit that kind of comes alongside of being the greatest of all time for the biggest league on earth, Tom? Yeah, I think that 
there's nothing that Patrick can do, in my opinion, that takes away from what I tried to accomplish in my career. And there's nothing that I did can take away from what he's trying to accomplish. I, I feel like I, all I tried to be was the best I could be. And I didn't, even though I had sporting idols, like I said, I could never be Steve Young. I could never be Joe Montana. Those are the guys I, I could never be Dan Marino or John Elway. These were my childhood idols. And they had incredible careers. And and they put as much as they could into their career. And I really respect them for that. And, and I just tried to do the same thing. And believe me, if anybody can go out there and win seven Super Bowls, I have so much respect for them. I understand how difficult it is. I will congratulate them, and I'm going to, you know, give whatever it is a big hug. I texted my friend um, who who plays with Pat um, after the game, and I just said, "Tell him congrats." I mean, just awesome to watch him play, and I love watching him lead his team. And of all the things I love, I love leadership, and I love people that are selfless. I hate selfish teammates. I help. I I don't like being around people that are self-serving and always trying to create their own self-serving narrative about who they are. I, I love teams. I love team sports. I love celebrating success with other people and the businesses I'm a part of, whether that's being a part of the Fox broadcast team. I know that I'm just playing one role, whether it's being a part of, of Noble. I know I'm playing one role. I need a lot of other teammates to help me come in and be successful. And I embrace that. I'm, I'm, there's so many things I'm not good at. And there's so many things I don't know. I get to be around people that are the best in the world at what they do, and I get to learn from them. So I see that as just continuing to add to my own learnings and my growth, and I still have hopefully a long life ahead. We'll see how it goes, but um, I've enjoyed it to this point, and, and hopefully there's a great second chapter ahead. Yeah, we assume you're never going to die, Tom. That, nope. that is just what we all assume. For <laughs> That's going to happen, for sure. Uh, uh, <laughs> last question here, and we appreciate the hell out of your time. It feels like Patrick Mahomes has a lot of the similar traits and thoughts and mindsets that you do, which is why NFL fans are so excited that he's only 28 years old in this entire yeah. thing. There's a guy on our show who is diehard Patriot fan, has been to so many parades because of what you and your teammates have done. Yeah. Boston Connor has a question for you. Yeah, Tommy, I have to. What's up, start. Boston? I have to start and just say thank you. You know, uh, my whole life has been incredible because of the fact that you have won six Super Bowls, and you know, I'm a loser every day, but I'm a winner as a football <laughs> fan because of you and what the Patriots were able to do. So thank you. But looking forward with the Patriots, there was a clip that came out. It was you, Matt Light, and one other talking to Zolak, kind of about who Gerard Mayo you know, is as a player, teammate, everything, and you reference him as Gerard Belichick in it. What do you think the new era of New England with Belichick is going to be, or excuse me, with Mayo is going to be, and how do you feel he will do kind of not having to copy what Bill had done and make his own thing in New England going forward? Yeah, Gerard was a great leader, a great captain, a great friend. I think he had tremendous amount of success in football and then had success in other parts of his life when he retired. And then him coming back into coaching, I think is great for the NFL and certainly great for the Patriots. He's got a great understanding of how things need to be done. I think Gerard does an incredible job um, relating to everybody in the locker room, all the coaches, and I think he'll do a, he'll do a great job. So, you know, it's it's tough for the Patriots. It's tough for every team in the NFL. After two weekends from now, it's going to be tough for 31 other teams for an entire offseason. And, you know, there's only one great, one happy team at the end of the year, and then 31 other teams are looking how, looking for answers, trying to figure out how to get back. And the Patriots are one of those teams, and they've made some significant changes. There's been a lot of change in the NFL. That's always certain. Um, I'm just excited to pay attention and watch it, and I'll be paying attention 
now all off season, every move. And, and I know when I hit the ground running with Fox next year, we'll be up to speed and ready to go out there and kick some ass. Absolutely. And I would be remiss if I didn't ask. You said you grew up watching the San Francisco 49ers. There was a report that Kyle Shanahan potentially tried to lure you out of retirement to come be quarterback. He told Brock Purdy that. Brock Purdy is, you know, handled it in the exact way that you would expect Brock Purdy, that we've learned him, upset about it, but also yeah. understanding. This is going to happen every year for you. People are going to try to talk yeah. you out of retirement. And what do you think about Brock Purdy being maybe the next, I mean, it would have to be 22 more years of this. <laughs> yep. But, like, maybe the next Tom Brady. Rock, it seems yeah. like he has the it factor. He's obviously yeah. been underappreciated and underthought. What are your thoughts on Brock Purdy leaving the Niner, leading the Niners? And what are your thoughts on people trying to lure you out of retirement pretty much every offseason, I would assume, until you're 60 years old, probably? Yeah, Brock's done, I think Brock's done a great job with the opportunity. You know, he got it, and he's taken advantage of it. He was a late-round pick. I know he's got a chip on his shoulder, and he wants to go out there and prove every day that he's the right fit for that team. And there's a great – again, it's a great organization they're running. I really respect Kyle, um, but Brock's done a hell of a job. And, um, you know, I think in football, whether you're a free agent, you know, I, I've heard so many draft stories from when I was drafted. Oh, I was a scout for the Packers at the time, and oh, I was a scout for the Colts at the time, and had we taken you? And I think you can look at everything in football and say, what if, what if, what if, and – the reality is I deal with what happened and the decisions that were made, whether it was free agency for me, whether it was signing contracts with the Patriots. And, you know, in this last off season, there's a lot of different things that people would suggest, but I kind of just kept my mind focused on where I wanted to go. And um, again, this was a great year for me to sit back and watch and learn and get prepared for, for being in the, in the Fox booth next year. The Colts should have, you know, yeah, yep, really for sure. Not Come on, Colt. Mm-hmm. But when you were a free agent, I don't know if you heard, Tom. When you were a free agent, buddy, I was loud about you coming to Indianapolis. Obviously, Tampa Bay has what? Derek Jeter. I think uh, the mayor of the city was there. They built a building for you. I mean, you deserved it all, bud. We appreciate you. Good luck with Noble. Good luck with Fox. And thank you for the time. You're the best, dude. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Good luck to you guys. Keep it up, man. You guys are doing a great job. Well, we stink, but that that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Brady. That's yeah. that on your amen, amen. Thank you, Tom. have no idea how long he was supposed to stay on there, but you get Tom Brady, why not? Yeah. Try yeah. to fire as many questions as possible. Team, 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 mm-hmm. team, team. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that is, and Bill Belichick, you hear him. Exactly. They were the match, they were the match made in heaven, oh, seemingly, yeah. to create that greatness, which is kind of what we're seeing with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid as well right now, d Yeah, and he mentioned, you know, having to be coach hard. You see it in, in other sports. Even, like, I think about, when I think about Tom and Bill, I think about, like, Popovich and Tim Duncan. Like, Tim Duncan, he was one of the guys, got coached hard, led the ship. And once again, if you can coach that guy that way, everybody else that's definitely going to fall in line. Obviously, guys got to be, you know, all-world talent as well. That, Hell, yeah. That, that obviously matters and counts. The obsessive preparation, him talking about next year, him being in the booth. And I know there's a lot of people bummed, including us, oh, yeah. that are going to lose mm-hmm. Greg Olson in the Fox 1 booth. Now, there's a lot of contract stipulations for Greg Olson where he goes from – and who knows what's real, by the way. We have no idea what public numbers are real for any contracts because we've been a part of some of these public reportings, yeah. and they're completely wrong. So mm-hmm. we don't know what's real and what isn't real. But there's like potentially from what's being talked about by people, once again, who know nothing normally – Ten million is what he's making as the number one guy. If he drops to the number two booth, that'll drop to three million. But he does have a clause in his contract where he can leave and go be a number one guy somewhere else at another network, and then that would be a renegotiation. Mm-hmm. I think everybody that is an NFL fan is looking to see Greg Olson take a gig somewhere else as the number one person. But where? 
Mm. And now there's people throwing out different ideas on what it could be. I think it's going to work out for the NFL fans. Normally, the, things like these mm -hmm. do. But I don't think I fully had an opinion on how Tom Brady was going to be in the booth until talking to him right yeah. there. He's going to be great. Yeah, he's yeah. going to cool. I have a unique view, he said, on the NFL. I'd say. Yeah. I'd say the GOAT has a unique view. I'd say the guy that has seven Super Bowls in two different towns has a unique view. I'd say the guy that has set expectations for everybody that has followed him at an absurd level is going to have a unique view in the booth. I'm all of a sudden pumped up now yes. to hear Tom Brady call games next season. And it sounds like he is as well. We're still five, six months away from that. And all he could say is, I am on a mission towards calling games next year coming up in September. It's like... This dude has a full office uh -huh. with notes on every player. He's somebody following every single move, and he has heard everybody say, oh, we're losing Greg Olson. Now we got boring Tom Brady in there. It's yeah. like, okay, let's let this guy's brain maybe cook for a little bit, but also let's find Greg Olson a home somewhere. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Need Greg Olson somewhere. Hopefully NBC is the one that I would hope for. But whoa, 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 I like Collinsworth, too. I like Collinsworth, too. I'm just saying it'd be nice to wrap up a long Sunday with Greg Olson and Mike Tirico. With that being that would said, be it would be sweet. You mentioned it with Jordan. Like, Brady having that chip on his shoulder, people thinking that he's not going to be good is one thing. Him drawing from all of some of the best, you know, broadcasters like he mentioned that he's talked to. And also, he's beaten every single team. He's beaten every team in the <laughs> NFL forever. And he's he not only about team, it. coordinators. Yeah. Yeah. So Coach. every coordinator, and even if it's a young coordinator, he knows the tree oh, in oh, which yeah. that coordinator yeah. is coming from. So, like, the reason why Tony Romo won everybody over is because he was calling Patriots games yeah. and he was predicting what Tom Brady was going to do in that particular offense. Remember? Hey, the Rome Stradamus. Yeah, yeah. Is why this Tony <laughs> Romo guy he is phenomenal. Now, that affable arc yep. of Tony Romo certainly with the entire football world has done this a couple times. I am a fan because Huge. Tony Romo's just in there All in firing arm. from the hip. I, I absolutely enjoy the hell out of listening to him do his thing. There are people that aren't. There's people that hate listening to me talk and then there's others that enjoy it. So I am not saying one way or another but Tom Brady's going to know what everybody's doing. Yep. At all times. Mm, yeah. And him talking about, I want to kind of highlight about how Dan Graham, I think is the name yep. he said, uh -huh. one of the best blockers I've mm -hmm. ever seen tight end. Dog. He's like, look, this happened and this happened. And he's like, it's chess happening at this entire thing. It's like, it's good for the NFL, whose ratings are higher Great. than ever. Now, there's a lot of people saying they're not watching the Super Bowl. Sure. Of course. Okay, they're not watching because they're sick of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're saying they ain't watched it. Not in my house. And I want to let you know, if that is how you feel, and that'll make you feel better on Super Bowl Sunday, to not watch the Super Bowl, more power to you. Mm -hmm. But with all the stats and analytics they're saying is, these ratings are only going like this, and then we get the GOAT in the booth, mm -hmm. too, going forward. Seems like he's comfortable, confident, yes. has a great team around him, has been working. It's good for the league that Tom Brady's doing this because it's a hard work schedule. Yeah. Like, he's going to be on the road, mm -hmm. traveling. He could be put up in a penthouse in Miami right now, handling his no-bull business, handling his other stuff, not traveling, not hitting the road. Him feeling obligated to get back to the league seemingly ways that now he's getting paid ridiculously. But the NFL is making a ridiculous amount of money. Right. It's like, that's good for the league. Great for the league whenever the GOATs stick around. Well, and I think with Romo, like, the knock for a lot of people now is like, hey, he doesn't prepare at all. He kind of just goes in there and shoots from the hip. He doesn't really know these teams. Like, he knows the quarterbacks, absolutely. But, like, he, it's like he's he's kind of just going in there and having a good time, and people don't want that. For, like, from what Tom just said, like, whether or not you think he's going to be good in the booth is – 
that that doesn't matter. Like it's not going to be because he's not prepared. Like he's going to go in there and and he's he's obviously treating it just just the same way he did when he was playing quarterback. Like he will be prepared. And then obviously like learning how to call a game and like the ebbs and flows and all that kind of stuff. Like that will come in time because you you know week one next year people are going to be shitting on him and saying oh this isn't Greg Olson why don't we have Greg Olson in the booth like it's just bound to happen mm-hmm. but. It's Tom Brady. Like he's he's gonna figure it out and he's gonna be damn good at it. Just at a much smaller scale, I hopped back in the booth last night for Monday Night Raw exactly. and oh, yeah. on Saturday for Royal Rumble. Haven't done it in like a year or so. Like I'm gonna have to, you know, same thing. Relearn the beats mm-hmm. and the yep. flow. It's like riding a bike and what's happening. Yeah. So Tom getting dropped in there, obviously can do all the preparation, all the work. He's gonna figure it out. He said the broadcaster I am now, five years from now, vastly different. It's like He's already playing the long game exactly. with his entire thing. That's gonna be, awesome. Going to be a rookie again, chapter yeah. two, and it's going to be you know flip really on his head. Came into the league underdog, 199. Now you're coming in. They're paying him whatever to be the number one guy. All the expectations are there. Be excited. I'm excited for him to lose his shit whenever he's disgusted by a decision that was made. Yes. Yeah. You know, like Peyton Manning. Like time out. Yeah. 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 Get great. one here. Yeah. Peyton Manning doing like, that. Get one. Like Tom being like, what are they? What are, He's not. He's going fourth in. What? They're down three, fourth quarter. NFC Championship. We're not just going to take the points here. Like Tom's thoughts on it, because he seems old school, by the way. Yeah, He's an old school football guy. Yeah. Now, he's going to utilize the analytics. We know he has a big brain. But him being frustrated with decisions that are being made, I can't wait for that as well. Because he's going to spin it into a positive, obviously. Mm-hmm. Sounds like that is who he is as a person. That's why he's probably such a great natural leader mm-hmm. and why he was able to relate to a locker room that is much younger than him for two decades plus. But it's like whenever he gets upset, about, I'm, I'm excited for that moment as well in this That's thing. Like announcers, like they are, people are going to be terrible week one and they're probably going to be terrible all year next year because that's just who people are. But as an announcer, like you, you said it perfect. Like I want the announcer to have the best knowledge they could possibly have in situational awareness, and that's what you're talking about right there, kicking it, going for it, two minutes, like what they should do, spiking it, getting out of bounds, blah, blah, blah. And then also learning something, like he's going to he's gonna teach you something every single game. Like he is going to see the game so much different than anyone else has, and he's going he's gonna to relay it to us so then that we become smarter, and it's going to be great for everyone. The refs. You kind of mentioned yeah. it too, like all the, co- shoot, the refs. I can't wait for him to be like, yeah. I don't know. But the callbacks from all these coaches, like he, he's played against a lot of these coaches, probably their dads, their kids, said, a lot of yeah, the players, of the you know, some game planning and seeing the game, how it's changed over the last, you know, the 23 years that he played. And it's not like he went out, you know, throwing for, you know, 150 yards a game. He, you know, I think the second to last year he was second MVP. So yep. that's going to be crazy to see. I, I appreciate that it feels like he's going to be an over-preparer. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we got to see Herb Street do this. Yeah. Herb Street's board has – 10,000 notes. He's 28 years into this thing. Mm-hmm. 10,000 notes on it on schools and teams and things that he knows inside and out, but feels obligated to write all the notes out. And I think once he writes it, it kind of locks back in. Never looks one time. Like, never. It's our. He, Doesn't he? He has this entire board <laughs> yeah. that he takes five, six hours, seven, eight hours to kind of piece together after all the interviews and all the conversations. And then in real time, doesn't even look at it. Like, that is just. I'm excited for Tom Brady to get in there and just start wheeling and dealing. He said, you know, what you saw on the field on Sundays was basically a culmination of everything we did the entire week. He's viewing it the same exact way. And when he gets in a zone in there, I think we're in a good spot. Oh, yeah. Hey, and Noble, good business yeah. move for oh, both yeah. of them. Yeah. Also, him talking to the quarterbacks, like the opportunities like in the pre-production meeting where maybe those guys are a little bit more sheepish with whoever's doing it now, like – 
every quarterback, every starting quarterback in the NFL is a going to want to pick Tom Brady's brain and talk to him and like the stuff he's going to glean from those conversations and be able to share on the broadcast. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we have some breaking news that is taking place during our Tom Brady conversation. Tom Pelissera is reporting that Ben Johnson will be back with Detroit wow. next year. Yeah. Unfinished business, Woo. says the offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions, who for the last two coaching hiring cycles has seemingly been the bell of the ball but has not taken a job. The Carolina Panthers allegedly wanted him very bad two years ago. He said no. This particular offseason, he was linked to the commanders heavily. Now he is informed. MCDC. Aaron Glenn, what? Jared Goff, J-Mo. I don't want to roll through all the weapons. Laporta, Dibbs, Montgomery, Reynolds, Amon Ross, St. Brown. And said, boys, we got close, but we didn't get the job done. Let's run it back. And if Aaron Glenn stays, this is something that none of the Lions fans could have expected, especially with the year that they had this year. All season long, Ben Johnson was gone. Aaron Glenn was gone. I can't believe this is happening. This is the difference between the same old Lions and the brand new Lions. We are building something very, very special. I think the Lions are going to be around for a very long time. This is awesome. I, I assume Sheila Ford Hamp had to bump up. Sure. For sure. She did last year, I so I assume she will be doing it again this year. Just a little bit of a bump up. Yes. Now, Dan Quinn, allegedly, potentially guy for the Seattle Seahawks, has also said he might go back to Dallas. Last offseason, he took a pay raise to stay at Dallas. Yep. I wonder if it'll be the same situation or Jerry will say, you didn't have that job. You will keep, we will pay you (laughs) exactly what we paid you, Mm -hmm. okay? And we're happy to have you back for sure. But if the Seahawks don't hire Dan Quinn, and now the commanders aren't hiring Ben Johnson, it's like, who's going where? What we do know, Artie Smith Mm -hmm. is expected to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. Whoa. Yes. Says Tom Pelissera, the Steelers are expected to hire former Falcons coach Arthur Smith as their offense coordinator per sources. Now, remember, Tom Pelissero and everybody is down in Mobile, Alabama mm-hmm. at the Reese's Senior Bowl, where there might be some loose lips around lobbies and drinks. So we should see some more news break this week out of the Senior Bowl, which we were watching earlier today. One-on-ones are oh, electrifying yeah. on NFL Network. Obviously, people can change what the NFL thinks about them in one week down in beautiful Mobile, Alabama. Artie Smith, though, seemingly yeah. the next offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's some Steelers fans that are only going to remember Artie Smith as the guy with his play sheet over his head in Atlanta. Or potentially remember the Atlanta Falcons fans that were in the audience for us during our Georgia game booing him whenever his yeah. name was mentioned. Let's remember that the reason why he has that head coaching job is because what he did at the Tennessee Titans organization with Derrick Henry, Tannehill, right. and the boys was so good he got a head coaching gig basically out of nowhere after sleeping on couches for a decade or so. I think this is a good hire for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We know Artie. Mm -hmm. He's a strapping lad. Pittsburgh people are going to enjoy the way Artie operates. As a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, how do you feel about it, Tone Dick? Yeah, uh, to your point right there about the Steelers fans, some Steelers fans, it's a majority of them. Um, And I don't say this lightly. Those Steelers fans are idiots. Um, Okay, so those same Steelers fans were saying, we need to get back to the Steeler way and run the football. Okay. As an OC with the Titans, they were number two and number three in the league in rushing yards and touchdowns. Uh, they got the one seed one year, and they went to the AFC Championship the other year, so I don't know if that's good or not. And they were up, what, 14 on the Kansas City Chiefs? Yep, yep. Bingo. Yep. That was, yeah, that was the AFC Championship. They lost in that one. And then 
in Atlanta started the uh, mm-hmm. in the three years. Uh, two of those years, they were in the top ten. One of them, they were in the top five in rushing. Oh, but he didn't get Bijan t- touches. Okay, he had four. Bijan had four less touches per game than CMC, who was leading the league in them. So, miss me with all that bullshit. This is a great hire. I hope he keeps the mustache. I hope we have an identity running the football. I, I am very happy with this. Yeah, his dad, a Marine. <laughs> I think he's going to love being in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I think Pittsburgh's going to love Artie Smith, and I think Artie gotta, is going to love Pittsburgh. Oh, gotta, hey, look. Got to develop their quarterback. Either develop or find a quarterback. I know the run game is one thing, but we talked about the AFC earlier with all these quarterbacks over there. Like, you got to find a guy or develop a guy. guy. To your point, uh, he was that particular year, especially with Derrick Henry behind him, and maybe Naj will be able to do that or Warren will be able to do that for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the backfield. Rooney, the owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers, came out and said, Kenny Pickett's the guy. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about development, it's going to be Kenny Pickett, I believe, in the Pittsburgh Steelers' eye. They spent a first-round pick on a quarterback. That very rarely happens. They're going to give him every opportunity to succeed. Mm-hmm. Now, what happened with Desmond Ritter and Artie? Didn't, you know. Right. But there. I think a lot of people in Pittsburgh would say, Kenny's got more talent than Desmond Ritter. Kenny has shown flashes of being great. That offense now, with Mason Rudolph, certainly went to higher levels. But if Kenny Pickett would have had the opportunity with the new offense coordinators, maybe he does the same things that Mason Rudolph was able to accomplish. Massive question mark mm-hmm. still on the offensive huge. side of the ball. But now at least there's a little bit of a, a narrative in which way they're headed with Artie Smith. Huge, huge, huge question mark. Uh, and Rooney and Tomlin both came out and said this is a big year for Kenny. So it feels yeah. like this is a do or die year. Yeah. For Adam Schefter has tweeted and texted uh, that Ben Johnson was not the head coaching lock that people thought. <laughs> and his asking price spooks some teams per sources. So he goes back to Detroit and says for another year, if you're going to pay me this amount, <laughs> yeah, I'll leave the Detroit Lions. Like but it. if you're not, I'll just go back to what we've been doing. We're in the NFC Championship. I love that. Oh, yeah. Because it used to be viewed as any head coaching job's a good one. Now some of the special brands are like, Smart. I can wait for at least a better opportunity to potentially open up. Seems like that's where Ben Johnson is. Good for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, hell yeah. Is there anything to just wanting to be a coordinator and not wanting to be a head coach? I would expect that life is much better when you don't have to deal with all that bullshit. And you get a chance to run it back. It's beautiful. We had the goat of it on in the first hour. Tom Brady, if you didn't see it, I would recommend going back and watching it. The guy put on a clinic about being a team player and also about focus on what's next. Seems like he is going to be fantastic in the booth for Fox Sports if you listen to him talk at all there. And his merger between the TB12 brand, the Brady brand, and Noble now coming together is phenomenal. Good for him and thank you for his time. Thank you, Tom Brady. The talk to take was here at Boston Connor and Anti Schmidt. One after the hammer, Cowboys Tone Diggs is here. Nine-year NFL vet, host of Everything DB, presents Good D, Bad D, which will come in the third hour today on ESPN+. Plus. Big day yesterday on ESPN+. Plus. Really? Why? I don't know. Was Sweet. It, was yesterday Monday? Yeah. yeah. Big day on ESPN+. Plus. Huh. We're kind of the kings of ESPN+. Plus. Hell yeah. Is that right? Where's Nobody's the talking about it. Now, granted, live events. <laughs> UFC. That I, doesn't count. I think Dana nope. probably says, we're, excuse me, we are the kings of this entire thing. And that would certainly be true. But on a day-to-day basis, 
I think we kind of run ESPN Plus. Okay. And then YouTube, obviously, big day as well. But nonetheless, you'll be hosting everything DB presents yes, Good sir. D, Bad D, exposing potentially some bad play from the championship weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Darius J. Butler. Also spotlighting good play as well, Absolutely. which yep. can't be forgotten. Negativity hogs publicity. Let's make sure we shine a light on the positivity. Speaking of, the most positive human we have ever met is in an attic in Ohio right now. Mm. College football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup winner. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of Ohio, the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, A.J. Hall. Yeah, oh, got a haircut. Holy hell, wow. this guy looks good. Wow. Holy hell. What a rocket over there. Wow. I had to. In honor of Tom coming on, Tom looks so good. I had to try to get a cut, man. He was... Tom was great. Did you expect to keep him that long? Uh, no, and his people didn't either. There was some text messages going to Connor in the middle of that thing. And then, uh, that's on us. We certainly will assume he'll never be back. But if he is, we'd love it. Yeah. But have to take every conversation with the Tom Brady as like, let's get everything that we possibly can right here because we have no idea if this is ever going to happen again. He was glowing. How about his lighting? How about four ovens behind him? Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> sweet. I mean, he is crushing Chef. it, AJ. He's crushing it right now. I mean, I know he's he, – like, what is he not involved in? He seems to be involved in everything and meshing them together in business, and now he's, what, nutrition, like, everything that's going on. Like, that dude is busy. So, he's single now, I think, publicly. We don't know, but, you know, has a little <laughs> yeah. bit – he's retired. Mm -hmm. He's potentially – so – and he's a guy, I think, that has to remain – so, like, he was just, I think, in Australia yeah. yesterday. Like 30 oh, hours ago. Had a throwing dimes to Russell. I saw him throw, can complete a ball to Volkanovski as well. So, was Volk wasn't moving. It was a great catch by Volk. But this one right here, the rugby player over there. Watch this. Over. Look at all the old whites that are in between. Striking! Oh, I mean, there's... Geez. Yes! Yeah. The, in the line in which he threw that ball, guy running, and rugby player is going to make the catch, obviously. Right. It's going to be a body catch, mm -hmm. but that is going to make the catch. There's probably what? 50 whites apparently there that could have got hit in front. Mm -hmm. And then right behind uh -huh. that row, they, that could be a broken nose. football mm -hmm. right to mouth. Yeah. Oh, what if someone just stood up accidentally? They weren't paying attention. They stood up and got I got a pee. Right the Boom. Boom. It went over. Good pass breakup. Yeah. 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 Good pass. Yeah, he would have found yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. His ball yeah. seemingly you right. know, has eyes in this entire thing. But he's elevated up on a stage, too. So it's not just like the same. But he's still spinning. That was in Australia. That was like 36 hours yes. ago. And then he flies all the way back, has the no-bull launch, comes on this particular program. I think he's a guy that needs to be active mentally. And I, mm -hmm. I, I think whenever I brought up the San Francisco 49ers potentially trying to bait him out of retirement, and this is how it's going to be until he's 60, I think whenever there was a retirement, there wasn't a retirement, it's like he has flipped the switch and he's completely locked in and focused on everything that's happening in this next chapter of his life. And that Fox Booth talk that he kept – kept going back to he's heard what everybody said about how he's potentially going to be and buddy i am pumped to hear him now after that conversation with him in the booth aj yeah i mean no one's going to out prepare him for that was very apparent <laughs> listening to him speak mm -hmm. and everything he's talking about and that's what like if you hear sometimes like old stooge execs sometimes will say oh if you, you have to prepare like you're still playing football but you have to prepare for your your job in the media especially if you're doing games they'll say and that, i think that's good advice tom seems like he is keeping that in mind but also tom's play-by-play -play guy is going to be kevin burkhart correct who's been working with great kevin is awesome he is unbelievable i think he could be with any you can put kevin with anybody and he'll still make them feel comfortable and kind of put them in a spot to succeed so i think uh 
I think it's going to be a fun booth to see that and also see what happens with Greg. What do they say? They say Kevin Burkhardt could work with an orangutan. Oh, yeah. You know what they say if he had to? I believe it. So you get the greatest of all time in there. Now, we all would like to see Greg Olson go to a place where 30, 40, 50 million people will be able to watch him call a game because he's phenomenal, and I'll assume that they'll get that figured out. That's I just assume Need to. that that'll get figured out by Have people. To. Now, now's not time, Pat. Well, you might as well. Be time. Smart people at all these networks mm-hmm. making really good decisions <laughs> of course. for a really long time. Yep. But there's this next generation, right? We got a chance to meet them. Yeah. And they're kind of falling into positions of decision makers at some of these places. Yeah. Nolson's undeniable. Bingo. Yeah. They'll make the right decision. Yeah, maybe. These so what TV- do you want them to do? Well, they're, I'm not saying it. I got Connor, an idea. Connor, we're not <laughs> I doing, got it. A great we're not doing idea. it again. I don't care how I'd love it goes. to hear it. We, we, he already said it, so you can just go back and listen to it. We're not doing it again. Sunday Night Football, Sunday Night Football, <laughs> Sunday, oh, yeah, Sunday Night Football. That. I heard that. Oh, okay. Well, that, but I still love Chris. Don't get me wrong. You could slide Collinsworth into Football Night in America. Boom. Jeez. With his boy, with his sweet, he's just, sweet they're just boy. saying because Chris is getting up there in age. No, I'm, I'm not no. even. I'm no, just saying no. if you were to do again, if Collinsworth's on Sunday Night Football, I'll be happy because he's great. I love listening to him. But you got Olsen needs to be a number one somewhere. Period. It's it, it just and I, I know life's not fair. I understand that, but <laughs> you cannot move him to the number two booth. Pay him seven million less dollars and just be like, no, sorry, you know. Yeah, hey Olsen, you did better than. Seemingly everybody. Yeah, everyone loves exactly. you. But now, this, whatever the case, we are excited to hear Tom. Thankful he joined us. Also pumped that Harbaugh is back in the NFL. And I don't know if you saw on the pregame show where Harbaugh was chit-chatting with Bill Carr. Bill Carr and Harbaugh, I mean, the amount of... Two peas in a pod. The amount yeah. of, you <laughs> know, was, going yeah. back and forth was beautiful television. I watched that CBS show. They, they had no lights on at halftime, obviously. Couldn't right. see anybody. Did J.J. Watts say anything? Um. Yeah. No. No. He 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 had a lot of good good bit. things to say. Did he? Because yeah. it felt like they were doing like, hey, must have six passes on everything. Oh, they did that. But yeah. the ball was just getting passed over. Who looked so cool Sweet. in that jacket, and he was bopping in music there. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know if I heard him say anything. I, I was. What I is the Burnley owner? You did? I didn't. Yeah, a little bit. But yeah, there's a lot of people up there, man. You got to. You know, then we have such a short amount of time as well. It's tough. Yeah, we're talking about replacing people. You know, maybe that conversation start, should start taking in there. And let's maybe let J.J. Watt speak I'd say. a little bit more in that old thing. But Bill Cowher's not who we were referring to on that particular set. No. But Bill Cowher in Harbaugh started chit-chatting. And Bill Cowher's first question is like, how hard of a decision was it for you to leave the Michigan team? Because Cowher's a guy who loves his team, mm-hmm. loves his players, loves whenever you build a culture. And here's what Harbaugh had to say. And then the back and forth between Bill Cowher and Harbaugh was, absolutely beautiful. Not only are we lucky, obviously, that Tom is getting in the booth and traveling and doing all that for the NFL. Jim Harbaugh back in the NFL is a beautiful thing, and it was completely on display in this convo with Bill Cowher. Yeah, it was it was tough. Uh, I was torn. My wife, kids, uh, I love Michigan, but I love the NFL, too. And uh, there's no Lombardi trophy in, in college football. And, Valid. Yeah, I got so many sands left in the hourglass, and I want, I want to take a crack at that, and there's, there's uh, nowhere better to do it than with the Los Angeles Chargers, Susie Spanos, Dean Spanos, Ed McGuire, John Spanos, uh, and this and this great quarterback. Oh yeah, so have you talked to him? I have, I have, oh. and uh, I met him. And Der- Derwin James, I mean, pros, pros, these guys, Keenan Allen. But uh, I was a little starstruck. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so,
What's that first meeting going to be like with Jim Harbaugh? What's the culture you want to build in, with L.A.? I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to reference this right here. You know, uh, we work together, we win together, and it's worth it. I mean, the hard work, the sacrifice, the pressure, all of it. Why would somebody put themselves through that? Because the rewards are just so darn good. And, uh, and you can see that today. And what a, what a football game we're going to have today. Bill, Shaquille O'Neal was the DJ outside. <laughs> Ray Lewis had Reader coming in here. T-Pain's performing at halftime. This entire city has come together. The reward of working hard and being a great team is 100% worth it. And you can hear it in Bill and Harbaugh there. They're simpatico, obviously. The way they view things in the coaching lifestyle and the gender, the traits that they have to just make people better. But you can't help but listen to that and just get super pumped for the Chargers yet again. Herbert has to hear that oh. and think to himself like, Okay. Thank God. I got a guy. Yeah. You know, because he was like, I was starstruck meeting Justin mm -hmm. Herbert. Mm -hmm. Like Justin Herbert hearing that, and I know he's super humble and quiet and obviously handsome, but he's a human too, and he hears that, and the team hears what Harbaugh's saying there. It's like, I'm pumped he's back, and if you're a Chargers fan, you got to be ecstatic about what has happened here. Yeah, but don't you think also at the same time, like I know if I'm looking at someone, whatever the coach may be at whatever level, if you know they care and that they're super passionate, like that's all that matters. We're like, okay, you don't have to like their personality, whatever they are, but if you know this person is all about ball, I think you'd love that. People don't care what you know mm -hmm. until they know that you care. Mm -hmm. And Jim Harbaugh, I think just kind of, yeah, I just made it up. Patent, trademark. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, nobody's ever said that before. Mm -hmm. Hit that Z. Z, dump it, actually, so it, nobody says that. Quick, yeah, dump dumped. it. Foxy, dump that, please. Okay. Dumped. Look at, look at Coward's face. Looking at Harbaugh, I was like, yes. It reminded me when, when uh, Coward was on here a couple weeks ago and like how juiced you get listening to yeah. him get so passionate about football. And he wanted to call them Chargers, but then he almost said San Diego, I think. So yeah. then he just dropped with mm -hmm. L.A. But like you saw that chin starting to go out. And he's like, what's the culture yeah. that you were looking to set out there? Harbaugh's had success everywhere yep. he's coached. College, NFL, one of the only humans in the history to be able to accomplish that feat. Now, do I think some NFL coaches that have only been in the NFL would be able to have success if they went down to college? Yes, I do believe that is the case. But we don't see that often. Normally, it's college coaches trying the NFL, yeah. but I think it's like the way he's, he's just always himself. Yeah. Like every answer he gives, it's like, that's Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, he's no not guarded ever either. He doesn't feel guarded. A lot of times you, you talk, you hear NFL coaches speaking like, man, just what do you think? Like, we need to know what you think, not your talking points that you think you should say. No facade. I think that is the reason why football all of his guy. players love him. Yeah. Football guy through and through, obviously a football family. You mentioned it. Instant credibility. He's won everywhere, and now it's not like a guy just coming in from college with a great college resume or a coordinator just getting a job, and now they it's their first time in front of a room with grown-ass men. It's a guy coming off a national championship in Michigan. Impressive, very impressive national championship at that, and then now you're coming into the league and – uh, who was it? Greeny talked about, you know, yeah. how he was talking at the funeral about, um, you know, T's and P's, rest in peace. Rest in peace, whoever died. Yeah. Justin Herbert. Yeah. And him to say, every, a lot of people have died, by the way. Rest in <laughs> yeah. peace, everybody. Rest in peace. Not everybody. There's Not assholes bad. out yeah. there that have died. Yeah. We don't want them to rest in peace. Bummed out. We want, the rest, we want them to rest in hell. Mm -hmm. Some correct. people. Yeah, Normal correct. people to good people. But the good people. Mm -hmm. I mean, but then you start reading back, like, are they good in their what era? What is good? Or what is good? Era? Yeah, what era were they good in? Anyways, rest in peace. Yeah. Rest uh, in peace to only, people that deserve yeah, it. Yeah, you know, we don't judge. We're not here to judge. There's only one thing or person right, that can man. judge us, AJ. You know okay. that. So rest in peace right. to the people that yep. are deemed good. Correct. By the people that are the 
Whatever the it's only one whatever whatever yep. yeah. We just want to make sure that that is on the record from our program. Absolutely. We would like people to rest in peace. Yep. Not everybody, though. Not e- no. no. Hell no. There's some people who are like, rest in hell, rest in piss, pal. Yeah, rest in poop, mm-hmm. Okay, hope that happens to you. <laughs> this particular human, we don't know who it is because Greeny didn't tell us. Probably a good guy. Greeny just said dead guy. We need to find him. Funeral. I got to talk to Hardball. Yep. Rest in peace to that person in we think. I mean, Greeny. If Greeny and Harbaugh were at, if Greeny and Harbaugh were at the funeral, good person. Probably. Okay, you're right. Rest in peace to the person yeah. that died that had the funeral where we heard Greeny yep. kind of reiterate the convo he had with Harbaugh. Who Harbaugh just basically said, "I got starstruck <laughs> when I saw Justin Herbert." That's a huge deal. That's huge, and it's probably going to be the best quarterback that he's had a chance to coach. And uh, we always talk about it. if you don't have a quarterback in this league, once again on that AFC side, you don't have a chance. So I'm excited about um, you know that Harbaugh. Herbert marriage. There's no Lombardi in college. Nope. I think that's a pretty good explanation on why he's the only coach in the history of college football to win a national championship and then go to the NFL. Already got this one. Are they they giving Lombardis out down here if I win two or three in a row? No. (laughs) Okay, good. Well, I'm going that way. I just love the way this guy operates. You know, they say quirky, Ty. I'm pumped. I hope we get more quirky guys coaching football because it feels like he loves everything about it, Ty. I think it's easy to say someone's quirky when there's really no way to describe because, like, you know, we say, like, one of one a lot. Like, Jim Harbaugh is truly one of one. Like, he is the only guy who's like that, and obviously there are other coaches who kind of fall into that, but at the end of the day, like, he's an NFL guy. He yep. is. He's He's one of the greatest college football coaches of all time, sure, but He's an NFL guy. He's meant to coach in the NFL. And I think a lot of people who see him now are like the younger people. Like they forget this guy played in the NFL for like 15 years. He was a quarterback in the NFL for a really, really long time. Like he is, he's meant to coach in the NFL. He's meant to, and it is. That's the last thing he has left to check off his list in his coaching careers. He's got to go win a Super Bowl. He's, he's meant to be here. He's in the perfect spot right now. AJ. This is sports media, baby. Welcome to it. Mm-hmm. How many years will it take for Jim Harbaugh to win a Lombardi Ooh. with the Los Angeles Chargers, oh. AJ? How many years do they give him, you think? Let's say three. they go three years and they make the playoff one, the playoffs one time in those first three years. That would be considered a massive failure for a Jim Harbaugh-led team, I think. Yes. yes. I, he I, needs to win one within five, you're saying? I think he needs to win a playoff game within his first two years. They need to win oh, yeah. at least... A playoff game in the first two years. First year, we don't know. I I, I think personally, the way I'm going to approach this particular season is like first year guy. Now, what D'Amico was able to do. Right. They got a roster, though. I mean, they they got some players. We'll see what happens with the cap and everything, what they have to do, but they have Mm -hmm. have some studs out there. They're also in the same division, you know, Uh as and also. What Antonio Pierce yeah. and the Sean Raiders Payton. were able to do. Sean Payton another year tough. in there. They're going to have a new quarterback, though. So, like, who knows how that whole transition is going to be. Raiders I think do. if they don't win 10 games next year, that'd be shocking. You think first year Harbaugh's expected to? Yeah. That's tough, though. Because yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Hefty expectations. I think that that's probably an expectation he sets on himself, too, sure. just with Herbert. And then, obviously, they're going to lose some guys. But I just think from outside looking in, it's it's hard to separate what he did in San Francisco and what he's done since he left there. It's like, this guy's a winner. I expect him to completely turn that place around and win at least 10 games next year. Speaking I hope that's the case because I You're love sweet. the Chargers fans. I love the Chargers team. I love their social media team. And I love Jim Harbaugh. So I hope it's an immediate thing. But it feels like his culture is a, you know, you might have to build, you know, you might have to build that a little bit. And I think yeah, but tra- players know that. Don't you think the players that are there and the players that will that are coming there 
they kind of know what Harbaugh is, and they kind of understand that coming in, I think. And he has – I think yep. he already has a little bit of clout there. And he comes in, and he's himself – and they see that he's good, then I think they buy it. So let's assume that roster is just filled with dogs then? Like, we'll just assume that, yeah, those type of guys are already on that roster? Well, no. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I would say, yeah. And in college, you can get, like, transfer port. You can get, like – and it took him a yeah. while at Michigan to get good. It's like, I feel like Harbaugh has to figure out who his guys are on this roster, and he'll be able to do that, and then get his guys in there, which is why I say – we should give it a year at least. Give him two off seasons mm-hmm. of finding who his people are. But you're right. With how successful he's been, how big of a deal we've made it. Yeah. It's like you got a you, you got, got the quarterback. You, you have the number one piece you need. You have your quarterback. And I like the GM hire they made. At least I, we have no idea who the guy is or if he's good or not. But at least he comes from Baltimore. He knows Harbaugh. like that. He knows Harbaugh and he knows the type of guys that you that have winning. Baltimore's a winning organization. Oh, yeah. You know the type of guys that fit and stuff like that. Like I, we have like we have no. We always say this about the GM hires. We have no idea, but at least no idea that guy existed until but at least yeah, his name goes. But great, he's coming from a good spot. Great, great tree to come yes. from. From Ozzie Newsome, Costa, and now you yeah. know he's coming from that tree. Go, and, yeah. and and Harbaugh kind of named kind of who those guys you think going to be: Herbert, Allen, Derwin James. Mm-hmm. Like I think they're pretty top heavy right now with their roster. So obviously you got to build it out and definitely build that culture because. His personality and that identity that he's building is definitely, I assume, is going to be much different than Brandon Staley. But uh, remember what the expectations were for Sean Payton coming back this year with Russell mm. Wilson. Like, the expectations were, hey, they may knock the Chiefs off. They may do this. They have a great defense, all that. So I think the expectations will be high. I think that 10, 10 win and a playoff, you know, it, I would a playoff win in this first year. I talked about this uh, watching the Detroit Lions in the first half against the San Francisco 49ers about how, like, I put a tweet out that was like, Fan bases are going to have an unrealistic expectation that they're going to be able to turn around their culture like what MCDC, Brad Holmes, and the Detroit Lions have been able to do. Now, I immediately was filled with people. What about what the Rams did? What about what the Houston Texans have been able to do? It's like, think about where the Detroit Lions were and what the Detroit Lions were. For now, what they are known as, from what they were known as for generations, like this is not a normal. Chargers similar. Yeah. yeah. You know, like Chargers very similar. Definitely. If Harbaugh turns this into a tough, hard nosed team that you're expecting to win the close ones late, to be mentally tough enough to make it, it's like that has not been the Chargers' MO for a long time. Not that it was the Houston Texans. I'm not saying that. Or the Rams before they went all in and did that whole thing. But like just to completely flip a culture, a city, a mindset is not normal. What MCDC and Brad Holmes have been able to do and Spielman is abnormal. That is not regular. But it's like that's what the Chargers are hoping Harbaugh is able to do. That's why they're bringing in a Harbaugh-like person to bring in the personnel. Yep. And it's like now I guess the blueprint has kind of been laid by the Detroit Lions. Yep. Before them, San Francisco 49ers are John Lynch looking for the same mm-hmm. type of football. It's like can you do it? Can you not? History tells us more likely not than yes. But it's Jim Harbaugh. Bingo. Are you betting against him, AJ? No, I would not bet against him. Absolutely not. I think that is just uh, the right move. What was that? Well, if he's playing the Chiefs, I'm betting against him. But, uh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Chiefs are getting bored during regular season. That's already the story if they win the Super exactly. Bowl. Yeah. Are they going to be able to focus enough during the regular season when the games don't matter? Is Patrick going to be able to play whenever there isn't 100 million people watching going forward because of how much success he's had? That'll become the conversation. But I think, you know, that AFC West murderers row is beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is fantastic. 
And those teams now feel like the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Buffalo Bills felt for 20 years yeah. with Tom Brady in there. And that sucks for them. I'm so thankful we're in the AFC South right now. But then I see C.J. Stroud. Yeah, yeah Trevor Lawrence. It's not going to be easy to win the Super Bowl yep. no matter what division you're in. But that AFC West seems to be quite a kitchen that is hot right now. Yeah, making them like a real contender in the AFC is a massive problem. Because like you think about the teams now and how good they were. Like We didn't even have the Bengals in there because Joe Burrow got hurt with Jamar yeah. Chase. We know what they do in the playoffs. Like, there, there are so many different squads, it feels like, now, at least going into next year. And sure, we can do the Chiefs thing. And you know when, it'll matter when we get to the playoffs. But there are legitimately like five teams in the AFC now where you can say they're going to win 10 games in a playoff game. Speaking of the AFC, before we get to the NBA with Big Perk, Justin Tucker of the Baltimore Ravens has spoke out about the incident that happened before the game, before warm-ups, before before warm-ups, with Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. For those that don't know, the way it works is each team's kicker uh, goes to the other team's uh, designated warm-up area on the field. And for me, it's usually about 90 minutes before kickoff, so... um, I've been doing the exact same thing for 12 years. Never really had a problem with anybody, um, but uh, uh, yeah, that's just that's just kind of the way, the way we've always done it, and the way uh, kickers around the league have always done it. Um, you know, and I, I saw Patrick there trying to warm up and get some drop back, so uh, he asked me while I was on the ground stretching, like if I could move my helmet. So I happily got up and I moved my helmet out of the way. At least I thought it was enough out of the way, um, and then. Uh, Travis comes over and he just kicks my stuff and he throws my helmet and I just thought it was all just some gamesmanship, um, you know, all in good fun. But they seem to be taken a little bit more seriously, um, and uh, I'm I'm totally willing to let it all go. But um, yeah, I just wanted to explain that that's just you know what I've done for 12 years and it's it's not like I'm out there trying to be problematic. I'm just trying to get ready for the football game just like they are. I appreciate Justin Tucker covering it. That's GOAT, by the way, right there. So that's Hall of Famer, 12 years. I've been doing this the same exact way. And whenever I talked about this situation the other day, I had a lot of people saying, no kickers do that from the goal line. It's like, (laughs) you're telling me. Okay. Yeah. That's when, you know, you you see stuff like that and you're like, there's some just lost causes completely in this entire game and how it all goes. And I think Justin Tucker alluded to what I kind of alluded to, where it's like, that's a conversation that would normally take place. I appreciate that he said, me and Patrick talked. I thought we did this. Travis Kelsey certainly did not think that was the case. And then he said, I'm willing to put this behind us if you want. But if not, I mean, if Travis Kelsey, you know, wants to handle this, Justin Tucker ain't scared of anything. I love that there was a little bit of drama added before the game between three goats, Mm -hmm. you know, that are taking place. I like that it's been settled and handled, and I appreciate people learning more about things about the NFL that they've never heard of before, AJ. Oh, absolutely. Do you – if this is a regular season game, I don't think this happens. I think they talk it out and it's a little bit easier. We had a lot of animosity leading up to this game, and I thought thought it was great. Didn't you – I thought for sure there was going to be more pregame situations, maybe a couple ejections even. Yeah, I mean, it depends on... Not with these guys, but other guys. I know they're not kicking. I know Patrick or Travis getting kicked out. I have a little scrum. What's that? Some DBs got into it. Yeah, there was a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Sneed. Yeah. yeah. I, I always enjoy, you know, the pregame shenanigans. It's awesome. You know? Some people have been ejected from games before it even started. Mm-hmm. You know, because it warm-ups are too jacked up. Of course. Mm-hmm. I need to go punch a guy. You know, he's wearing a ski mask mm-hmm. right now while I'm shirtless in shorts. Mm-hmm. Just to let him know that today's going to be a long day. Well, it's not going to be a long day for you because you're ejected before the game even starts. Yours in college. But everyone, our team, my team at West Virginia, 
the amount of people that lined up at the 50 to fight us, it just felt like it was an every other week thing. And our locker room was about it. Like, it was, <laughs> it was one of those, some teams have guys that are like, yeah, we are going to be chippy. And then some teams are not like that. Yeah. And normally in the heightened moments is where you find out who's what. I think the NFL would like to see none of it, but it's just a natural course of action that sometimes when there's a lot of money on the line, a lot of pressure, a lot of eyes, and people are being questioned, they feel obligated to yeah, kind of check of- early. And uh, I love it. The NFL <laughs> hates it. Yeah. Everything of, about it. A lot of testosterone out there. A lot of egos. You know, when you got position groups warming up and another position group comes out, you either got to run around them or through them. You make that decision. And the guy in front of me is running through them. Shit, we all running through them. And then, you know, you deal with what you deal with. But, you know, save it for the game. Save it for the game. For but the game. also, I mean, if kickers are going to be getting in fights with quarterbacks, I'm here. I'm not against it. Yeah, I'm let them fight. I'm here for it. Yeah, I, I am 100% here I'm, for I'm, it. As a defensive guy. I'm 100% against it. All right, we 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 gonna stir this shit with, with Mahomes and Kelsey, and we Bingo. gotta go out there and guard them and play against. That's cool. You kick, hey, hey, move your fucking helmet. Get it. Oh, 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 I knew it. No, you can just oh, feel it. He's getting too. He's too zinked up. Yeah, zinked up. He's too zinked up about the Man. whole situation. You can feel it coming. To that to that point, Should've stop me. To that oh, point, oh. in between quarters, um, we had a field goal on one end of the field. And then between quarters, we had to walk down to the other end of the field. And some D-tackle, massive, man, 330 <laughs> pounds, said something to me about my Twitter account. Said something about my Twitter account being <laughs> terrible or something. And I looked at him, and I'm like, man, I never get to talk shit to anybody. You know, like, this is – and I used to be able to, whenever I wasn't a kicker or punter, be able to talk shit to people. So I fired back, okay? Mm-hmm. So we're talking 65 yards of walking between me and this guy. And I'm saying a lot of things to this guy mm-hmm. that I've just had in the chamber for, I don't know, five, six years of being a kicker or punter, and he's fighting back. And he's starting to get a little bit upset. Like, I'm starting to see, <laughs> I'm getting, I'm starting to get this guy a little bit. So I go down to take a knee to do the field goal, you know, and this guy screams something about running through my face. And the left guard, who was standing right in front of him, goes, are you kidding me? What, are you blocking this guy? <laughs> and I go, no, you need to, though. Like, <laughs> he's going to kill me. You know, this is, uh, and then, obviously, he ends up getting flat-backed by the guy. The guy walks by <laughs> me, the whole thing. And then as we're walking off the field, you're like, I hope you're happy. I hope, I, hope you're, I hope you're happy. You really did it, didn't you? And then you didn't have to do anything. So you're right. As the DBs, I assume the kickers do not need to be motivating. Anybody on the other side? But if Justin Tucker starts fighting people, then what? I'm here for it. I am absolutely here for it. Joining us now is a guy that none of us would want to fight. Um, We saw his high school jersey earlier today hanging on a wall. Yeah. That thing's a size 14X. Okay. Yeah. That thing would be a dress on six foot nine human beings. Uh This dude's massive, played in the NBA forever. A lot of people say he's incredibly racist, but what we say is he is the man. Ladies and gentlemen, Kendrick Parkins. What up, Perkins? What's up, fellas? What's up? Hey, look, I haven't been on here in a while. Happy New Year. I feel like we can say (laughs) Happy New Year to to the people that we love and care about until the beginning of February. Okay, so it is January 30th, so we're still in the New Year month. So, hey, Happy New Year, Perk! Happy New Year, Perk! Oh, yeah! 2024, this is a beautiful thing. Uh, we appreciate every chance we get to, to talk to you. And obviously, the NBA is starting to ramp up more, especially with football kind of coming down. And the big story for me is I saw this alien uh, 
block a shot last night just by jumping and catching it. And this is obviously hilarious. That is like a <laughs> high school kid playing with like an elementary school kid. So I see this video, and then I ask Connor, a uh, big Celtics fan and follows the NBA. I'm like, so are the Spurs good? Because they got one of He's Spurs suck. So bad. Spurs absolutely <laughs> suck. How has this first year been for Wemby aside from just making ridiculous plays and everything? Is he going to be a guy? Is, the NBA, is he going to be good in the NBA, or what's going on? He has exceeded expectations. Okay. Like that that block right there was Bill Russell-ish. Is that yeah, Bill Russell-ish. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Right. But but think about this for a second. I strongly believe, and I said this before, in three years, Victor Wimbiamba is going to be the best player in the league on both ends of the floor. So anybody who's trying to win the MVP right now. Anybody, any player that's out there trying to win a defensive player of the year, they better get their shit now. Because in three years, it's going to be owned by Victor Wimbanyama. He's that special. I mean, look, <laughs> I mean, the Spurs are horrible. Horrible. Right? It's so, it's, it's so bad that Greg Popovich got to stay filled with joy at press conferences, making jokes to take away from how bad this team is. But Victor Wembanyama right now, he's my rookie of the year. Okay. I like – hey, me too, because I'm seeing him do stuff that I, I don't normally see from the NBA social media. we got to call you back. Our end has a connection issue. We will right now. Wembanyama, though, yeah. he's he said he's better than expected. He's, That's bananas because going into the draft, I did not know he existed. I learned a lot about him, and they say this is the guy. And now his team's 10-37. and 37. Is that what I saw? But he's just making highlights every single night? Yeah, what, you, what was it called the other night? The Sham God? Is that, is that the movie Ooh, pulled yeah, off yeah. the other night? A little hezzy inside out with the one arm. It was um, – he's a he's a wild Walking highlight reel. Now, is the rest of the team any good? No, no, no. Do they want him to be good? Is it one of those situations that you were kind of calling early? Is yeah. that still the narrative about the San Antonio Spurs? I don't know if it's still the narrative, but there ha- there have been some clips of the rest of the team playing basketball without Wembanyama, and it, it, they're bad. They're, they're real missing layups. Uh, there, there's some very egregious things happening the, on that Spurs. There's also been a lot of Mike does a pop and, and Wemby coming out one on one, like him coaching him in the game, and like that. It's it's like it's like really cool content. Wemby's gonna. So this is they knew this was going to be two three year projects. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. let's see how this goes, and then let's build the team around them. In San Antonio, unbelievable basketball market. So even though they're terrible, I'm assuming those fans are still kind of showing love to the team. And once they do get good, because they will. I mean, Perks, right? Then they're going to be, you know, like the, what the Warriors are probably. The, the, some of the videos, he's taking two steps from the three point line, it's crazy, and then not even jumping and dunking it, just sticking his hand up and just putting the ball. That seems to be cheating, AJ. I don't know. That's a weapon. That's a, like quite it. an advantage. It feels. Imagine like. trying. Imagine thinking about going to the hoop when that guy. You know that guy's going to be down there. What do, What am I supposed to do? Joining us back again is a man who said that Wembenyama is about to win the Defensive Player of the Year pretty much every single year and the MVP. In about three years' time, big perk, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, perk. Yeah. So, perk, yeah. <laughs> whenever he's doing this, obviously his hands go all the way to the rim, and then he's able to take two steps from the three-point line. All we need now is for them to build a team around him. That's great. And has this been the idea since jump for the San Antonio Spurs? Well, I, I mean, Pat, look, he's like me, right? He's eye candy. Oh. You know what I mean? When I step <laughs> out in the world, I'm eye candy. That's what Victor is right now. Like you, you, you're hearing the rumors that a lot of players want to go play with Victor Wembanyama. So, like, he's gonna attract guys that want to go and say, you know what? Let me go. Let me get there to San Antonio. 
I don't know how true the rumors are about you know Trey Young, you know possibly going back, uh, going to uh, San Antonio or getting back to Jonte Murray. But guys want to play with Victor, and they should. He's the guy. He's the guy that he's so passionate. He's so fucking passionate. He cares about winning. He cares about his craft. Yep. That when they get there, it's going to be a different story. And I'm not trying to disrespect the guys around him. No. But they're just not that damn good. In early in the season, as the F bomb counts to two on yep. this particular glorious big day to uh, Tuesday, we appreciate you, Big Perk. At the beginning of the year, we were seeing like them choosing not to pass him the ball almost and then there was a clip of like him wide open coming down the paint and they don't pass him the ball and he fakes like he <laughs> yeah. was going to dunk it I assume Pop doesn't love that type of stuff from Wemby but is that still happening or are there, no. go ahead no you start you're starting to see it change I'm, I'm pretty sure Pop addressed it but let me let me tell you what ended up happening for young guys you got to realize the Spurs had I believe it was two National televised games last season to they're over double figures this season, and it's not because of the guys who were on the roster last year, it's because of Victor. So, when guys get an opportunity to play on national television, then all of a sudden it's the time for them to show their friends oh, the yeah. world of who they are, and then they start, you know, somewhat ball hogging and, mix, and missing a bigger picture. Let me tell you something. So when I was 2008, I'm on a Celtic team, right? Hell yeah. And I knew we had like 38 national televised games. Dang. And I wanted to get my shots off. I wanted to do my thing. Doc Rivers called me in the office after the game. He said, you need to know your damn role and know who you are. People are not turning on the TV to watch you. They're turning <laughs> on the TV to watch Paul, KG, and Ray. And look. Although my little feelings was hurting, I got sensitive, my big feelings. It was the truth. It was the truth. We want to watch superstars on national televised games. And the more you win and do your role and play well, the more national televised games you're going to have and the more it's going to go around for everybody. So it is like zooming out the big picture. I want to let you know. Any of those Celtics teams that I would have turned on back in the day, if I would have seen you hucking up 40, 50 shots, I would have been there for it. Yep. I would have stuck around. So you tell him he was wrong whenever he was telling you that whole thing. Well, well, if you would have been there, you would have definitely been ducking from all the bricks I was. <laughs> I'm just saying. Let me, but let me, let me say this to y'all. I watch y'all show every single day. I watch the Pat McAfee show every single day. And I can't tell y'all how, like, y'all make me so proud killing the Brock, the Brock Purdy uh, critics. What else do this man have to do? Now, you know, football was my first love, right? Yeah. You know, that's what I did in Texas. Football was my first love. Yeah. I watched football, then basketball. But I'm watching this man, and I'm watching him get criticized, and I'm watching him lead this team to the Super Bowl. I'm watching him make passes on time, on target. I'm watching him run when need be, scrambling, getting first downs. And I'm just saying to myself, what else do this young man needs to do to make sure that his name don't get critiqued on a day-to-day basis and we give him his praise like he should? Hell yeah! Yeah. Hell yeah, Perk! He's white, too! You just said that. You know that. Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) He's the man, though, honestly. It's yep. second year perk 
It's his second year. He's still living with a roommate. He's still living with a roommate in an apartment that's tiny. This guy's a starting quarterback of a Super Bowl team. It's going to get 130, 135 million viewers. It is phenomenal. He's only going to get better, we all assume. I think the world will appreciate hearing you that, Perk. Hearing you say that. Go ahead, AJ. And thank you for the love, by the way. That's very nice of you. You should not watch his show. It sucks, Mm Perk. It's real. No, it don't. Well, first of all, yeah, Happy New Year to you as well. Uh, staying with football, how do you think this uh, – what do you think about this Super Bowl? Obviously, Brock Purdy, we hear you're a big fan of his, as we are, big time. How do you think this matchup goes uh, with here with the Super Bowl coming up now in almost two weeks? I, I think the Chiefs – I think the Chiefs win by a field goal. I, I believe the Chiefs win – that damn, that damn uh, Patrick Mahomes, man, I, I, I mean – his leadership skills, composure, uh, I don't even want to get into the whole game managing and, and game changing because he's both. That that duo between him and Travis Kelsey, that leadership between the both of them, and you just see the team, like, galvanize around that. Like, I didn't have – to be honest with you, I actually like Travis Kelsey setting the damn tone before the game and 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 and, and throwing Tucker stuff all off the sideline, <laughs> saying my quarterback, because he came in and said, you know what? Today we're going to bully the bully, mm-hmm. right? And he set the tone right there. And all game long, I saw Travis Kelsey leading down the field with hell of a blocks in guys' faces, getting into scuffles, and all of a sudden that – that gives that energy, man, to the rest of your team like we here. And I, I'm telling you right now, I love the 49ers. I think it's going to be must-see TV. You know, Taylor Swift might as well perform. She's going to be there already. You're right. Hey, well we can steal get... a Taylor Swift show. Oh, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying she might as well give the people what they want. But I'm going to say this. It's going to be a dogfight. But I cannot go against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, damn, I could be a receiver. He going to make me look great. Yeah, well, hey, with how big you are, by yeah, yeah. yeah, look out. Tight end down the goal oh, line. Oh, God. Oh, fake, just fake block. <laughs> <laughs> For what? About half a second, two sure. seconds, and then just big park with see those paws. You would look like Wemby on our field. You would look like Wemby on our field out there. And whenever you talk about uh, picking the Chiefs, their defense with Spags this year is – show stealing almost and you talk about bullying the bullies like obviously travis kelsey walked in in all black mm-hmm. remember that with mm-hmm. the whole thing like kind of setting the tone from the beginning but their defense what they did to the baltimore ravens i don't think anybody was expecting speaking of defense though d-butt has a question for you perk yeah being a former defensive specialist uh every time i look up it seems like somebody's dropping 50 60 70 in the league right now. I know in the NFL, (laughs) at some point, you know, kind of that Thanksgiving mark is when things kind of turn up a little bit. When are y'all going to start playing defense in the NBA at at this point in the season? Or is it going to happen? Just something we just need to get used to, 50 and 60 pieces every every week. Uh, No, no, I'm not about to get used to it. It, (laughs) It's embarrassing, man. It's embarrassing. And and look, I don't want to knock anybody that went out there and, and scored a 60-piece or a 70-piece winged in all flats. I don't want to do that. But at some point, at some point, the pride has to kick in, right? And the rules have to change. Like, the f- level of physicality 
that, that, that the NBA don't have is why the game is so easy for guys to score buckets. And it's like, oh, okay, he scored. Let's hurry up and get it out. Let's push the pace. Let's go try to score on the other end. Like, no one has pride no more. And some of these games, man, it's embarrassing to watch. Key point, key point, Coach Fitch for the Minnesota Timberwolves, Carl Anthony Towns dropped, I believe it was 62 points, and they lost. Yep. He came into his post-game conference, and he ripped his team, talking about how they disrespected the basketball guards, talking about this is not how the game's supposed to be played. And right there, it should have it sent a signal to everybody in the NBA, all the NBA fans around that we have to clean this up. Like, it's, it's, it's like, it's hey, like damn it, near playing AU best, huh? Perk, wasn't it getting to the point, I, I, if I recall, and this is just outsider looking in, watching kind of how it's going, there was some international basketball tournament that took place. Maybe it was the Olympics. And we were all watching it, and it's super physical, like the way it played. Yeah. It, then the NBA almost started becoming that, right? Didn't it? It almost started becoming that. Now it's going the complete opposite direction, seemingly from what you're saying and what everybody else is saying, although I've not watched close enough because whenever I've gone to games, they've been playoff games and mm-hmm. the guys are bang, bang right. underneath. Seemingly with the highlights, I saw Luca walk pretty much, like dribble casually as if it was a pickup game at LA Fitness for a layup on a night where I think he dropped 70 yeah, or something that I'm particular sorry. evening. Is it because guys are being forced to play 65 games now so they're giving less effort on the defensive side? What do you think is the reasoning behind it all is there rules is there different rules now for defense like why well, do you think this I is mean, the case? i mean you're not allowed to really get physical right like the game the the way the game is officiated it it, it, it is heavily favored towards the offensive player but but still in all man it's a certain level of pride that you gotta have about yourself like so many people you know are mad at Dylan Brooks, right? Laker fans, like, oh, he's just a dirty player. He No, this is who he is. And when you watched him play the Lakers last night, he jumped up the game, he made it physical, he was into LeBron. It was just like a beautiful thing to see. You watch the New York Knicks, by the way, who's my favorite team in the NBA right now. Whoa. Dylan Bronson is my favorite player in the NBA because they get it out the trenches. Like, to score over 100 points on the Knicks, you really got to be doing something. But that's an, that's a reflection of your head coach. If your head coach is not in that locker room holding guys accountable, you know, constantly going over these defensive concepts, then your team is not going to be good defensively and guys are not going to care. Think about this for a second. In one week, one week, I believe we had two guys – Well. Yeah, two guys go for 60, and two guys go for 70 plus. <laughs> Come on, man. The hoop's getting bigger. I think the hoop's getting But bigger. I always say this. I always say this, and people get mad at me because I always critique a lot of guys. Like, you know, they come in and, oh, I got a sore, tw- uh, big toe. I'm out for the night. And I'm sitting up here watching football, NFL players yeah. play with, you know, broken toes and cracked ribs and, you know, uh, dislocated elbows and shit, and here we are sitting on the sideline because oh, we got tightness in our hamstring. Like this is the reason NFL players call basketball players soft. Oh. It's because we are, and we have to change that narrative about ourselves. Like 
I'm glad to see a lot of guys like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George actually playing a lot of games. I'm glad to see Anthony Davis only missed two games this year. Like, we got to start flipping shit around. I'm sick of that, you know, y'all soft, y'all could never play in the NFL. Well, it seems about right. Well, you should hear what the NHL guys are saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, NHL, the NHL dudes, they got broken femurs. And they're they're dying, come back, they're dying trying to get back in the game. Yeah, actually, uh, what was it? How many stitches in the – Was it uh, like 50? 57 stitches in the face in the first period, back for the second period. Like, there's just levels to wow. this shit, but certainly the NBA has been painted with the narrative of, obviously, freak athletes. Phenomenal what they do. But – not a lot of, you know, battle-tested adversity overcomers whenever it comes to soreness. But I will say, in the defense of the NBA, guys, and you had experiences, so I don't want to speak out of pocket, like the schedule's bananas. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more running involved in it. Everybody's huge. So, like, the joints, hu- okay, don't, don't make excuses. Ooh, hey, yeah, to hell with them. Hey, listen, no. God, look, guys are getting paid. $60 million a year. Play. Guaranteed yeah, I got money. it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, got oh, it. Yep. Okay, and then, okay, past that. Look, we didn't hear Kobe Bryant complaining. We didn't hear Larry Bird complaining. We didn't hear Michael Jordan complaining. We didn't hear Magic complaining. We didn't hear Tim Duncan complaining. Guys like that, right? So you have every generation of NBA players that passed the torch to somebody, and then it was their responsibility to carry that torch and then pass it along. So you got to think, like Magic then was making a million or two million dollars a year. Jordan Jordan was making, you know, two million dollars a year to his last couple of years he made 30. He set the bar for guys to start making double figures a year. Those guys held the torch to start letting guys today start making 60 plus million dollars. You have one job, and that's to go out there and play the game of basketball, man. I don't want to hear about. I don't want to hear the excuses. Hell yeah, Perk. Hey, as a fan, I want to let you know I love everything you just said. I had to get that out. Hey. Hell yeah. Proud of you, buddy. Hell yeah, big Perk. Proud of you, Perk. Way to let it out. A couple questions about the NBA that you're talking about so fantastically. Connor has a question for you. Yeah, Perk. I mean, not to just pile on here, but a guy that really never misses games. Ben Simmons finally came back um, (laughs) last night, and he played unbelievable. He he was he played 18 minutes. I think he damn near had a triple double. Uh, Do you think he's somebody that actually might? kind of get moved to one of these teams that are contending for a title because his time in you know Brooklyn has been uh, suspect to say the least and how do you feel about the fact that the Brooklyn Nets are kind of you know making a little bit of noise in the NBA this year what will he get moved absolutely not he will not get moved first of all contenders and Ben Simmons should never be put in the same conversation <laughs> now That's number one. I'm happy that he's back on the floor. And what I realized, what I realized, and I had to say, you know what, this is who he is. I had to come to the realization that Ben Simmons is who he is. So trying to set the bar for Ben Simmons to be an all-star caliber player or an all-NBA caliber player, he's not that. And I know he was the number one draft pick. But what Ben Simmons is, is he's a really, really good role player. And that's okay, right? He got his max contract. You know, he's gonna, he's probably going to play a, a, a another 10 years in the league. But the expectations for Ben Simmons were too high. And rightfully so, because he had the hype around him. 
But we have to lower those expectations and just let Ben be Ben. You know what I told the producers on NBA Today? What's that? I said, can we go this whole season without talking about Ben Simmons? We haven't talked about him one time. <laughs> All right, a little goal. A little wow. goal for the NBA squad. Uh, I know this is probably a dumb question about Ben Simmons as somebody that's watched on from the outside. Is he shooting with the wrong hand? And that has probably already been talked about, I assume, by the basketball worlds whenever he was not able to make a single shot any. for a while, right? Uh, was it, any wasn't that a thing? Like, can we not? Yeah, but, but Pat, I, I mean, like, I don't understand. You have an entire offseason to, to figure out what hand you go shoot with. <laughs> I just, a I life, just a whole life yeah. to figure that out, let alone. Yeah, your whole life, I, I, to be honest, it was his confidence has been shot. I don't know when it happened, but like, his confidence, he is allergic to the basket. And that's okay, but it, it was it was lost sometime throughout the past couple years. Okay. And that's okay. Like, you know, he's just not who we wanted him to be or expected him to be. You said contenders and Ben Simmons should never be in a conversation together. And then he said he's allergic no. to the basket. Mm -hmm. And you pointed out, this guy's lost his confidence. Yeah, I don't win. <laughs> yeah. I don't win. <laughs> you're, not, you're not the only person. It's the truth. I, I, exactly. Hey, listen, you got to face that when you're a professional athlete and you're making a bunch of money. That's the game in it all. Come but on, I think man. we're all pulling for yeah, Ben Simmons. Yeah, come, come on, man. Bring it out, Ben. Bring it out, Ben. Bring it out, Ben. Uh, AJ has a question for you. Perk, what's uh, your expectations for Doc Rivers with the Milwaukee Bucks now? To be fair, I feel like this. This is the first team that Doc had, that, that, that he has coached since he's left the Celtics, that is championship ready because he has Giannis and because he has Damian Lillard. Now, with that being said, I don't think Doc is going to fix the the entire problem. He fixed half of the problem, but they have to make some personnel changes before the trade deadline because they, they're too slow at the guard and wings. So position. the Bucs suck? Dame Lillard goes over there? They suck. I didn't know. That. I'm learning this right now. This is happening. It's taking a little longer than they expected. They're not good over there with well, the, the Greek freak and, 30 and 13. Dame Dollo? 30 and 13. I got rid of yeah, that. But, but it – yeah, but it was fool's goal, and I kept telling everybody that. And that's why that's why they fired their coach. They had to stop. Name me a coach that gets fired with having a 30-13 and 13 record. They had to yeah. stop the bleeding because they are so horrible defensively. And when you have Giannis and you have Damian Lillard, it's no, oh, we're going to reach the conference finals or we're going to reach the finals. You're expected to win it all especially when you trade away a valuable piece that you want with in Drew Holiday. So when you think about them bringing back Chris Middleton, bringing back Brooke Lopez, having Bobby Portis, they still have their core. Your defensive mind says should be already there as a professional. You shouldn't need a coach to tell you that. So obviously they wasn't on the same page. But when I think about all the legit contenders, you have the Nuggets, They'll beat the Bucks in the seven-game series. See you tomorrow. The Celtics will beat the Bucks in the seven-game series. Right. The Clippers will beat the Bucks in the seven-game series. The 76ers will beat the Bucks in the seven-game series. And right now, the New York Knicks will beat the Bucks in the seven-game series. You like the Knicks the most, you said. It's your favorite team in the entire NBA. Oh, I Celtics love it, fan. They get, they, they get it in the trenches.
Celtics. They like offensive linemen, man. They get it in the trenches. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We like that right. toughness too, don't we? You yeah. know, especially in New York. They need it. Didn't they just lose Julius Randle though? Yeah, this, double yeah, it's okay. He'll be back. It's just a little separated shoulder. Pop it back in place. Do a couple, you know what I'm saying? Arm things, straighten up the rotator cuff. Yeah, he'll be back in about four weeks. But that's all right. We got Jalen Big Body Brunson. Hey, NBA guy's tough. You're Julius Randle. Yeah, huh? Well, Jalen Brunson, they said, was too small to be a or be the leading guy in the playoffs. That and was that, Becky Hammond. Yeah, said coach, that. coach him. Well, I have respect. Yeah, think, yeah uh, but, but imagine that, right? Imagine saying that a guy that won nat, won the national player of the year in college, back to back national championships, can't compete at the highest level. Help Luka Doncic go to the Western Conference Finals. Like, this guy's averaging 27 on 48% shooting. Jeez. And you talk about game changers and game game managers, he's the combination of both. And there's only one other person that I would put above him that could that could do that's the combination of both, and that's LeBron James. Jalen Bronson is special. Watch this game. Okay. That's a huge comparison, I think, as somebody that hasn't been paying close enough attention to Brunson. Let's talk about the guy you compared him to there, LeBron James. LeBron James, we saw him get hit in the face last night by Dylan Brooks, who you said, hey, this is how this guy plays. The Houston Rockets wanted that on their team, and obviously they get a big-time win. They won the midseason, in-season, the super season. Yeah, the NBA, NBA Cup. Cup. Turn. The, the NBA Cup, the Super Duper Cup, okay? Hang the banner. They did that entire thing. They've just been terrible ever since, and now from what I'm hearing and reading on the Internet is going to have to make a lot of moves at the deadline. It's like, is this every year for the Lakers? And what happened from super-duper NBA season mid-thing to now, and what, <laughs> when is LeBron going to win another one, a whole thing? Well, well let me say this. I, the in-season tournament was great, right? Great Amen. job by Adam Silva. I love Adam Silva. But the Lakers had the easiest pool in the in-season tournament, and they had to beat the Pacers and the Pelicans in order to win it. Like, think about that for a second. Right, right. Pacers, they had are, to, Pacers are hot. Okay. Pacers, well, Pacers. Hey, this, go, this ball goes in. Pacers are good. Yeah. No, 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 no. Ah, son of a. No, 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 no. The Pacers are good. The, look, the Pacers are good. Now that they added Pascal Siakam, I'm not quite yet ready to anoint them as, you know, title contenders, but they're going to make noise in the postseason. But let me say this. Spicy it, it fooled everybody. And what ended up happening is, is that now the the you look at where the Lakers are right now, and all of a sudden it's like, what happened? Well, what happened is, is that they lack athleticism at the guard position. Right? You got to have athleticism at the guard position. D'Angelo Russell, yes, he's been balling, but he give up so much defensively. So you move LeBron James to the point, and now he's ball, he has the ball in his hands the majority of the game, and now all of a sudden you have your 39-year-old senior citizen bringing up the damn ball, wearing on his body, oh, yeah. the workload. Anthony Davis has been phenomenal, and to be honest, they're just not good enough, man. They need a third. They need a third option. They need a third option. I mean, a guy that could go put up 25. Really? A guy that could score 50. They need that, especially okay. in the West. Who? Who would, that, who would that potentially be? What? Who are the names that are potentially floating on being moved? 
Well, to be honest with you, it's no one that's going to take them over the hump right now. Oh, this season. No chance. Like, no one that they... Like, people say Zach Levine, but Zach Levine not going to really take them over the hump. Like now, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you what could be magical. Right? The Lakers are struggling. The Warriors are struggling. No. I mean, can't... Can, I mean... People just keep saying that Steph would never do it. But I just want to know how much is Steph going to take with the Warriors struggling, with all the distractions, with everything that's going on, before he had that conversation with the front office and say, hey, what are we doing? Like, does Steph have the, you know, the the kahunas to say, I want to get traded? Boy, him and Brian James and Steph Curry, wouldn't that be love? Oh, Adam oh, Silver oh, just oh, stood oh, up oh, in his skims and was like, wait. But, but he wouldn't do it. But Steph wouldn't do it because Steph is not that type of guy. He is no. Golden State. He's not a vocal True. type of guy, but it's, it makes so much sense mm-hmm. to me. Okay, so are you the only human saying that, or is that something that's being talked about in the basketball world as somebody that hasn't paid close enough attention? Because that well, what you no, just said, no, that seems I, like a big fucking deal right yeah, there. I, yeah, I'm the only person saying that. Okay, all right. And I, and I, <laughs> you know, my mind wanders at times, but I'm just saying, like, you know, <laughs> it could be perfect. Yeah. It could be perfect. I want to let you know, I would... That would be oh, the late show. Are you kidding? That would be the late yep. show every single yep. time. I mean, <laughs> everybody would be all the way back. Now, a team that obviously you know a lot about. Uh, Tone has a question for you. Perk, did I see you say that uh, if you put a if you put Joe Mazzola's brain in a bird, uh, that bird would fly backwards? And uh, what exactly? You don't like Joe Mazzola leading the Celtics? What's going on? <laughs> so you, 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 well, I did say that. <laughs> I did say that. I did say that, but here's the thing. I, when I was when I was actually breaking the game down, the Celtics had just lost mm-hmm. to the Denver Nuggets. First time, right? And, yeah, and oh, what man. happened was is that the Celtics shoot a ton of threes. Like Joe Mazzula, his philosophy is we're going to shoot more threes than you. That's our game plan. That's how we're going to, you know, that's how we're going to live like or die by the three. And so what I said was, I said, you have two versions of Joe Missoula, right? You have the Joe Missoula that when his philosophy is working, he looks like a great coach. And then you have the other Joe Missoula that when it's not working, he's just standing on the sideline. And, it, and it's almost if you take his brain and you put it in the bird, it's going to start flying backwards. And the reason I said it's two Joes is because they don't have one in the middle. Like, he's not willing to switch it up when it's time to, right? So it's either all the way right or it's all the way left. And that's why the Celtics look horrible in their losses. Like, in in between, maybe you say, you know what? Let's let's put Jason Tatum, who's 6'9", 6'10", on the low block with great footwork. Let's go away from these threes. Let's post up a Drew Holiday, who's the underrated post player at the point guard position. Let's utilize that that side of it. And let's play the, the the inside out game. Like he never goes. You want like, more adjustments. You, know, you want more adjustments out of Joe Mazzola. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I like, would love it. I would love it. Uh, Coach Bill Stewart, rest in peace, in West Virginia. That was one of his. If a bird had your brain, it'd fly backwards and whistle Dixie, I believe, is the – because I, I remember it was said to me 
No less than 75 times. I threw out my four-year stint over there. And what it's saying is not forever, but in this exact moment, you're a dum-dum. And that's all you were saying to Joe Mazzulla, who's a young coach, young coach out of West Virginia. But I gave him credit on one hand. I just didn't on the other. And you were asking for that third hand there. You know, we just need yes, that. We just need that uh, that one that kind of evolves. I assume he's going to do that. Joe Mazzulla's got a big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With all, right. all due respect. Yeah, with all due respect, mm-hmm. this guy. Yep. I'm watching him on the sideline when we're losing, and I ain't seen fucking shit. What <laughs> an idiot! Is there anything else going on? <laughs> I respect it. Are they going to win it? Who's going to win it all as of this moment right now? You know what? I actually got the Los Angeles Clippers to win it all. This is the dream of Balmer. Remember, oh, we got yeah. toilets, mm-hmm. and we got a uh, a wall, and he spent a lot of money to can, put this team together, right? Can, can y'all imagine Steve Ballmer at the parade? Oh. Can y'all imagine it? Um, the pool party, too? Y'all have to – hey, Pat, look. If the Clippers win it, y'all got to bring Steve Ballmer on the show. We'll have Steve <laughs> – they don't win it. Yeah. We'll have Steve Ballmer on the show. <laughs> every, time he's, every time he's in front of a microphone – Steve Ballmer just, yeah! All yeah. right! The toilet speech oh. is one of my favorite. Since the beginning, by the way, yeah. this guy's been jacked but, up. Let, let me ask you a question, though. People, <laughs> like, if you worth that much money, why wouldn't you be so damn happy? I would be happy <laughs> as hell all day long. A lot of people looking for re- hey, a lot of people looking for reasons to be miserable these days. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate yeah. that Steve Ballmer's doing the complete yeah. opposite, Big Perk. Agreed. Yes. Agreed with that. And they're doing well. Good for the Clippers. Yeah, they're, it's they're, been what, like four years of an investment now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, with Kawhi, oh, yeah. Paul George, yeah, and Harden comes in mm-hmm. now, and they're they have a complete team. He's playing point, right? Harden's playing point yeah, guard. Yeah, Westbrook to the bench. Yep, and he's yep. six, six man of the year again. Russell? No, no, no. I would I would take Norman Powell. That's a, over him. That's on the bench over there for the Clippers. But when you, when you talk about their depth, they're not missing anything. Right, so if you have to go against Jokic, or you have to go against a Rudy Gobert or Carl Anthony Towns, then you have Big Subak, you have Plumlee, you have Daniel Tice. They're deep what? at the center position. They got athletic wings. You got Russell Westbrook coming in off the bench as your backup PG. They got Trey Mann starting. He's the dog, and then you have this kid Coffee, who's a young Ooh. stud. And then you have Ty Lue, Coffee? who I believe oh, yeah. is one of the best coaches in the game. And, it, and it's all it's all getting – I mean, the pieces are falling in place. P.J. Tucker hasn't played a game in the last month and a half. That should tell you something. Because P.J. Tucker should be on the contender playing quality minutes. He's getting, they're getting ready. Yeah, big meaningful minutes, sound stretch. You said Coffee? That's a Flint Tropics? Coffee? Is that who we're talking about? Andre 3000, yeah, yeah. Coffee Black? No, no. The inventor of the alley-oop? <laughs> yep. You got, you got to check him out, though. I will. You get a moment after the after the Super Bowl and everything clears, mm-hmm. check him out. Check out the Clippers and watch the young man Coffee. Are you coming to Indianapolis for the All-Star? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be there Friday. Well, Thursday night. And then you're leaving immediately afterwards? Yeah, I'm leaving Friday night. Getting up out of there. What am Come I hanging on. around for? The Thunderdome, maybe? Huh? Come put yeah. some shots up? Us? In the Thunderdome? Uh, I, I, I definitely challenge Pat to a game of horse. I definitely will do Ooh. that. Horse. Well, you see that I'm getting bulked up right now, and we got some <laughs> Thunderdome games. But we, <laughs> hey, we would be honored to have uh-huh. you through here, Big Perk. Legit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll stop by. All right. You're the man. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, 
legend in the NBA punditry, known racist. <laughs> Put over Brock Purdy, though, didn't he? Yes, yes he did. did. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Big Park. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, Big Fellas, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Love that man. He's Love. the best. Love that man. All right, let's get to a break. Yeah, he was labeled a racist for like five, six months. Yeah, that was fun. Last year. Yeah. It was very recently. It's crazy how the sports media coverage world can go. Mm-hmm. He's allergic some- to the hoop. That was allergic awesome. to the hoop. I haven't heard that one in a while. Ben Simmons and the contender should never be. <laughs> His confidence is down. I'm like, hopefully he doesn't see this clip. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, I wonder why. He needs to get that confidence back. This guy's <laughs> allergic to the hoop. I mean, trash bag, dumpster fire. <laughs> Terrible to watch. Oh. <laughs> Looks so good in the offseason. Pick up runs. Oh, yeah. He was yeah. shooting righty, I think. Oh, he was shooting yeah. threes. I think he was shooting. Step was back. he shooting yeah. righty? No, he was shooting left. Really? Was he? Hitting mid-range. Oh. I don't think he's figured it out. So he was just so athletic and so good. Australia, I think, right? Two yeah. LSU. 6'10", mm-hmm. running point, yeah. Just so athletic. Rookie of the year. That, like, nobody was like... What happened? Hey, uh... He didn't have to shoot. We should figure out... True. ...how to put the ball in the bucket yeah. so that whenever the big moment comes, you have some form and technique behind you. Is that what we think kind of mm-hmm. happened with Ben Simmons? Uh, it's, it's all between the ears, I think, with him. And, and I think Fultz was one of those guys, too, the one pick. Mm-hmm. Just kind of had the yips. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was one series where he had a chance to go up, and he just passed it off the NBA. I feel like from that moment, it's been all downhill. But we know oh, he's got he didn't want to get fouled because then he yeah, had to exactly, free yeah. exactly, yeah, I remember so. that. And Fultz, if the Sixers ruined him. I mean, if we can recall them trying to – they tried to fix his shooting form. It was comedy. But Simmons, like, he never had to. So when he came in and he had immediate success, he was unbelievable. This That's is what I'm wild. talking about. I don't know if this is real or not, but I had seen something along these lines and also video of him shooting with his other hand. And it's almost like a Tua situation where it's like, hey, him shooting the way he's shooting professionally just doesn't look natural. <laughs> nope. And then he goes to the other side. I think I saw a video, and I didn't know if it was AI or not, though. You know, because sure. that's, oh, yeah. that's an easy flip. And I'm like, man, it looks much yeah, but I think he's got more power from the more power from the left hand side. Makes sense. See, that's my issue in the batter's yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. I'm much more natural left. <laughs> yep. But I don't got any power. Right. I need you hit for right. average. You hit for average. Yeah. It's your right, and then you hit for power left. Other way. Around. No, 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 no. Other way. Oh, I thought you were power left. No, I thought you were dong, natural like left. Dong shot right. Mm-hmm. Spray oh, left. I thought it was yeah. other way around. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Slapping. Cool. Yeah. Each you're row you're row slapping left. down mm-hmm. third and getting the first. Yeah. Yeah. Law slapping. Mm-hmm. Slapping wood. Mm-hmm. Slapping wood. That's right. <laughs> a lot of slapping last night with Gunther. Oh, oh my God! God. I mean, is there Kofi cut his ass open too? He certainly did. Those those shots, like you feel them. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. And it's like who the hell? I'm not taking one of those. Oh, no thanks. From the ring general. Ring general. He's had that title for a long time. Yes, he has. Five hundred plus days. Longest of all time. Oh, yeah. yeah, a lot of longest of all time happening right now. Yeah, we're, we're talking about legendary runs. A lot of goats. Yeah. A lot of legendary runs right now. Yeah, Tone. Take it in. Seth freaking Rollins last night made quite a case. Yeah. For the World Heavyweight Championship to be the one. Won me over. That Cody Rhodes. Compelling Man. case. The blue collar title. Yeah, that's the one I want. Did you see the suit that he had on? It was tailored to the title. So cool. A crop top. He's the man. Yeah. Some, man. some, some wrestling marks who have... Uh, I, too, Mark, by the way. Not a bad... That's not... I know it has been used. Sure. Not a shot. I am... That is not a shot. That is wrestling fans, I will say, because Mm -hmm. I guess that term has been slanderized and everything like that. Um, I saw him say a couple times, like, is this guy going to talk through everybody's promos? It's like, 
it's hard for me not to go, ooh, <laughs> when somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah. When somebody says something. There were some good words spoke last night. Great. There was tears in the ring last yeah. night. Yeah. It was awesome. Heartfelt being night. I got to figure it out, though, again. It's such a different flow and beat than like anything fun else. To, looks like you guys are having fun. Yeah. Blast. Not Great to see you back that. out there. I had so much fun out there. Yeah, it was there's, awesome. There's a couple times I looked at Michael Cole and I'm like, what is happening? I have, I, and, and then it's like coming back like, oh yeah, oh yeah. We, they have picture in picture now. Mm -hmm. Did not have that at one point. So getting into picture in picture, out of picture in picture, obviously new people in the, the headphones. It's, it was fun, man. I'm loving it. And we're in St. Louis, Missouri next Monday. Hell yeah. yeah. It's a much shorter flight. Pretty pumped about that. That's nice. Michael Cole, is he on some nutrition kick or some like health kick? He actually is, yeah. I yeah. think he's on a plan. Looks great. He, he looks, does, yeah, he looks great, man. Looks very good. I, I'm very impressed. And his energy is phenomenal. He had to get a bunch of new suits, though, because he's no longer uh -huh. a big fat slob. Sure. Hopefully he saved him. <laughs> Which is uh, good for Cole. Does he still boozing like a, a big fish? Fat I think he does still throw him back That's when he has to, but it's low-carb stuff. Oh, smart. there you go. Yeah, Michelob guy now. Smart. Yeah, smarter drunk, as opposed to just whatever drunk. Okay. That's a big go. step in life, and we're all proud of him. Way to go, Cole. Good work. The absolute goat, but it was an honor to be back there. Thank you to everybody for the hospitality, and uh, yeah, let's go. Hell let's yeah. have a good time with this entire run. I'm pumped about it. I think I got it in. You yep. did. I think I got all the words in. It's a lot of words. We had a title, and that's no bull. The date, and shout out to our friends at Top Golf that have sent us fluffy golf balls to add to the Thunderdome's rotation. Woo. They also sent us a big ass tee that we could put on here, and said, "Hey, anything you think of for potential giveaways, we would love to be a part of." Shout to Top Golf right now. You get the Top Golf app and order through there. You get half off Monday through Wednesday on golf. Ooh. Right right it's now. golf. It's not golf. It's top golf. For a limited time, get half off golf Monday through Wednesday when you book in the Tolf, uh, Top Golf app. Offer not valid at the Top Golf Las Vegas location. Makes ah, sense. That's smart. But there's a lot of other locations, obviously, across the country. It's a beautiful time. <laughs> it's a great time. And D Bud is literally doing yeah, it right now. Get my Giannis on. As we speak. Yep, there it is. Um, Half off. That's not bad. That's a great one tonight. That is great. You yeah. kidding me? Speaking of great deals, uh, SeatGeek has a five hundred dollar oh. off super. Uh, has a five hundred dollar off big game ticket. Right, bingo special yep. going on right now. Uh, all you got to do is PMS five hundred. I think is that the. Do we have the? It's uh, a lot of money. Pat five hundred. Yeah, because it was PMS playoffs, but now it's not the playoffs anymore. It's a big game. Five hundred dollars off Super Bowl tickets. Now the prices are. Insane, but five hundred dollars off. What do you gotta do? What do you do to get it? You just put in the code. Dang. Pat. Pat five hundred. A lot of great communication okay. happening through this entire thing. I probably should have known this before we went live, but whenever I learned it this morning and heard of it, I said that's fucking. Mm -hmm. Bananas. $500 off right now at SeatGeek for the big games tickets coming up next weekend between the Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers whenever you use promo code PAT500. Okay. That's a lot of fucking money off tickets. Yeah, a ton of it is. Hey, shout out to SeatGeek, shout out to Topgolf. It's like, it's like eight seasons of Panthers tickets. <laughs> Think about it like that. It's a lot. It's a lot. That's a lot. Of games. That is an NFL team, and uh, that mm -hmm. is who you know you should certainly compare ticket prices amongst whenever you talk about the NFL as a whole. Right. $500 off and then half off 
Hey, companies, we appreciate you guys doing what companies. you're doing. Love Thank you. Top Golf, Speaking of companies, we're a lucky one to be able to do this every single day, uh, and people spend time with us. People also interact with us on the many platforms in which we post, and X seems to be our real home, and we're very grateful for it. And every single Monday, and although we missed it yesterday because I had to hop on a plane, every single Monday we send out a bird call. We say, hey, listen, NFL fans, we just got out of an NFL weekend. Why don't you go ahead and use one of these posts as a therapy session? Why don't you go ahead and let all your emotions out. All you got to do is utilize the hashtag. Hashtag, I don't want to overreact. But... And we got some great ones coming out of Championship Weekend. AJ Hawk, Ty, you went through them yesterday. Became mm-hmm. the number one trend in the United States. Yep. Thank you to our people. Thank you, thank you, people. For having a good time. Thank you to the NFL for obviously being something that a lot of people have reactions to, especially on a Monday. How many? What were the reactions about mostly, Ty? Uh, it was it was pretty easy yesterday because obviously Ravens fans very, I mean, just demoralized, wanting kind of wholesale changes, just kind of kind of gobsmacked Aww. actually that they they got beat. I think everyone thought the Ravens were going to go to the Super Bowl. Certainly their fans did. And then on the other side, just, I mean, the heartbreak that the Lions fans had. Well, let's dive into them, shall we? Uh, This one's from Tiny Bean at (laughs) Smallest Bean. In case I didn't get it across in my name, Mm -hmm. Tiny, I am actually the smallest bean. Hashtag I don't want to react, but Harbs has to go. Ravens have the same story every time they are the AFC version of the Cowboys, and it absolutely stinks being a fan. Get Big Mac as our new head coach and let Harbs go be his brother's lapdog in L.A. Wow, I did not expect this, A.J., at all. That's what I, I – so, Ty, when you were scouring through these, like the Ravens fans, were they more pissed off or were they more, like, heartbroken because they thought they had it? Pissed off, a thousand percent. Well, we just read one where the guy said to fire Harps. What do you yeah. think, AJ? I mean, That's what I'm saying, though. I, th- I assume they'd be more frustrated, like, hey, we got it. We still got a squad. We still got Lamar. We like our coaching staff. We like what we have. But we just – this was a missed opportunity. I assume that's how they all work. Not yeah, all of them. Distraught the feels like a, a proper way to describe it. I did not expect Harbs's – No. I did not expect that I, at I all. I never thought that was an, an I, option either. I knew they wanted to fire him last year because – Really? You know, yeah, this is a Steelers team. fan talking right no, now. No, no, no. This is 100% true because they have – now they have two playoff wins counting this year's, I think, since the Super Bowl win. I could be – I think it's since the Super Bowl or in the last seven years because if we're in a – our franchises are in very si- similar playoff winning – uh, situations mm-hmm. until this year, um, and I know that he was on the because when I was do, going through the uh, the Mike McCarthy hot seat, um, Harbaugh's name popped up a bunch from last year. So mm-hmm. I know they wanted him, or he was on the hot seat last year. But I thought what would happen again, being a onesie this year, I thought you know we normally cool things off. But if you don't win, he's like an institution almost in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. you know. So that's why I think I didn't even think that was a thought. But hey, only one team's winning the Super Bowl. We got Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. We should be the team that is in conversation winning Super Bowl every year. When you don't make it, your fans are going to turn, especially at a city like Baltimore, where we heard John Minnickdakis from Jimmy's Famous Seafood say, like, hey, people live and die with the Orioles and the Ravens here. It's a blue-collar town. It's a very spirited town. Harbaugh is, I assume, an institution, and, like, he is the Ravens. But it's fascinating to hear that, yeah, even that, in the NFL is what have you done for me lately? Was it a lot of Harbaugh or was it Lamar? Was it Monken? Who got it to work? Uh, Monken really not not so much okay. at all. A lot of Harbaugh and then yeah, a lot of Lamar just like, hey, regular season MVP. That's awesome. This guy can't win in the playoffs. Let's go to the next overreaction, shall we? This is from Cesar at milk fat percent. Okay, 2% this guy, maybe one. Yeah. You don't know. Who knows? Hashtag I don't want to react, but, but 
MCDC lost that game for the Lions. He's a great leader and head coach and props for bringing back the Lions, yada, yada. <laughs> but kick a fucking field goal. Who knows when the Lions get another chance like that. I saw all the players, Frank Ragnow, Aiden Hutchinson, I think Gibbs, Montgomery. Montgomery, every player from the Lions said they're appreciative and thankful that MCDC chose to go for it and let them know that he believes in them just like he has all year. So fans and our players are going to feel differently about things on a regular basis in the NFL. But this one, with the way MCDC has handled this, you knew the locker room was going to love it. But boy, down three, fourth quarter, <laughs> in field goal range, mm. choosing not to tie it up. There's even some players on the team that are probably like, All right. we appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the belief. Faith. But also, what do you, you know? Say? But MCDC is going to learn from this. Yep. Yeah. Obviously, that's all he's proven to do since he's become a head coach is grow and get better. Go ahead. What do you always say? Which part? Situations are situational. Yeah, I mean, and there were certainly some situations that called for maybe acting a little bit differently than he have all year. But MCDC proved that he is who we thought he was yep. and who he said he is. Yep. And that's a big deal whenever it comes to earning the trust of your locker room and the culture. And I think they're only going to grow from this whole thing. 100%. And seeing the players all come and back him, that's all I had to see. I like being aggressive all season. It just sucks that it backfired in the NFC Championship. And everyone was worried, we're not going to have Aaron Glenn, we're not going to have Ben Johnson. Well, that's not the case anymore. We're running it back. So I feel okay going into next year. How about the Lions, huh? Ben Johnson back. Glenn back. They have that to learn from now. You know, they've experienced it. They've seen what it could be like. Super they, Bowl or bust. Boom. Yep, I think so. Right? I agree. I think that, that's where we're at at Foxy, aren't we? I mean, especially, you definitely, you heard, we heard Dan Campbell say, like, hey, we may never be back. Obviously, we yep. expect to be back. Yes, we plan on being back. But if they're not back to the NFC Championship or find a way to win a ring in the next five, six years, yeah, people will definitely think about those decisions daily. Now, D-Butt, obviously no player is going to come out and bury the head coach. Right. Especially if they have respect for him. Yeah, I think you should have kicked it. Next question. <laughs> no, no, no questions. Okay. Oh, all right. Do you hate Dan Campbell? No, I just think we should get the headlines <laughs> that will come if any player said that, especially with yeah. how loud it was on MCDC. So everybody in there, obviously, is not going to bury MCDC as a player for that team. But the way you hear them speak and say it, there's ways to say things without saying them. They're all in yeah. on that culture up there in Detroit. And I think that is a sign for me that this isn't the last time that they get a chance to taste this potential level of NFL football. And the NFC, looking forward to, it's like, why not the yeah, Lions that, for the next? Know, that's who they are. That's their identity. They They've drafted well. They've brought the right guys in. Uh, MCDC's created that culture, and you, you, live, you live by the sword, you die by it. Uh, and Foxy mentioned it yesterday. Dan mentioned it as well. The plays were there, you know. So as players, your coaches, it's their job to put you in position. It's our job to make plays. So you can't, uh, you know, point to coach once it's all said and done and say, oh, you know what, maybe you should have changed up a little bit because it is a playoffs. Like, don't get to the biggest stage and switch it up. So the guys in that building uh, love them. The people in that city seem to love them as well. So I'm all in on the MCDC. Training. AJ, what do, what do we always talk about how coaches are like, just another game, just another game. And then week of the game, they're like, change everything. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's like, whoa, whoa, I thought this was just another game game it's like mcdc in the biggest moment didn't even waver you know his players know that sucks they lost mm -hmm. 
Sucks the season's over. But I think as we're telling this tale of who MCDC is, from dumbass meathead day one to cultivator of culture year three, to now it's like the guy didn't waver in the biggest spot. 100%. And it's been awesome. On this show for the last six, seven years, you guys have talked about culture so much and how much it matters. And for me, like, I didn't really understand it at all. Obviously not an NFL player, but like that's kind of the only thing you guys go to that makes maybe a good team a great team. And watching it firsthand with the Lions, it makes no sense what it is, and you can't really describe it, and you can't bottle it, but we were talking about it with Harbaugh. It really makes the difference for the team. So it's just cool seeing it firsthand, and we're going to have that going forward in Detroit. It's See, awesome. Look, you guys talked about disappointment if you lose. What are we? We're two days removed from it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at them now. It's like yep. super positive. Optimistic. Just like Optimistic. I said it would, by the way. <laughs> Takes time. Exactly. Just like I said it Gotta would. Got to feel good for Lions fans. The right bingo. Now, what? Last how many years? Hold on. You were on the other side of that. No, I mean, you still, the future is bright. You still got the he's GM. Rare. You got the head coach. You got the coordinator. You see the internet. He is rare. Yeah, he, he's the few and far he's between. He's an outlier. Are it, you getting killed by Lions fans for acting the way you've been acting post game? No, I'm getting support. A I, lot of people like it. Today, probably too. Tom Diggs does not believe that. Well, Tom Diggs just did a motion with his hand about a piece. Oh, he's Whoa. doing it. You're pulling on your dog. Yeah, that's what he was doing. He's bopping <laughs> it right there. Why? Why were you saying he was bopping Yeah, what, what's going I, on? I mean, I've seen the internet too. You could see, I mean, you could say you, what you want to say. But. Is it Lions fans, though? That was the question. Yeah, they all have their Wait, are they, they're pissed at Dan Campbell, you're saying, Tone? Yeah. No. Okay. Not Lions fans. No. We've had the best season in the last 30 years. I don't know. Foxy does kind of live. His Foxy's got a little sweet little heart. We know that. Hey, that super sometimes he's <laughs> Sweet little heart. But now so, you know, I agree like the positive. standard is different. He is a sweet boy. Yep. I've seen it he firsthand. Is. This team could have won a Super Bowl. That's a sweet yeah. boy. Right so there. now sweet my boy. expectations are higher. Real now. sweet boy. That's a sweet, handsome boy. <laughs> the sweet Lions fan. He just got a sweet little heart on him. Yeah. <laughs> what a Hey, Evan. That's a good thing to be said about it somebody. Is. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. yeah, it is. Good for you, Fox. He's very Thank positive. Uh, they Makes have me sick. That's how he feels, too, and that's – I mean, I assume it has a lot to do with the fact that their coordinators are getting poached. If, if Ben Johnson is a head coach somewhere else today, I, I I don't know if he's singing the same tune. Neither man, would I. Man, the Philadelphia Eagles, they had a full Ooh. year of, oh, like, yeah. Bingo. not knowing what they were because they had to change over the coordinators, even though a lot of the pieces seem to be the exact same. Now they already have a, such a head start going into OTAs. Mm-hmm. We can add wrinkles. We can do this. We can kind of – Build on what we've already put in here for the last three years, two years. How long has Ben Johnson been there? This will be, yeah, next year will be year three of him calling plays. That's unheard of in this modern NFL, especially if you don't have an offensive head coach. It's like, and then Aaron Glenn on the other side, they've only continued to get better and better, 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 better. 100%. They can continue to build into OTAs. It's just like a. Got to invest in those corners, I think, uh, this offseason. That'll probably be uh, a big, big point of emphasis. They signed Mosley from San Fran. He got hurt towards ACL. Sutton, you know, kind of had a decent year. Um, they They need a stud out there the outside and they'll find it from what we've witnessed from the lions is they've made good decisions on who they add to mm-hmm. their team mm-hmm. and it's like the film familiarity with the scheme the familiarity with the humans it's all coming back with this added moment and callous on the lions it's like why not the detroit lions? yeah come on they gotta pay a lot of guys they'll uh, be able to do a shield for hand Yep. Two for him. <laughs> yeah, golf's gonna, up. golf's gonna get a big contract. That's what everyone's kind of thinking. I wasn't even thinking about him. But the Almond Raw, Penny Sewell, I assume Hutch. Hutch. At some point. Like there are probably a couple of those guys in the secondary. Hutch real fashionable going into Super San Francisco. Yeah. I saw, really? I saw a lot of people saying no way the Lions win now. 
because of what he's wearing. Yeah. MC Decent was wearing sweats. Exactly. And then I saw Hots wearing super fashion. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, everybody arrives the game differently. And then mm-hmm. Purdy dresses like me. No one, no one can win, guys. Like no one can win. Yeah. Everyone hates everything. <laughs> no, I love Not Purdy. Everything. <laughs> yeah, everything. And Travis MCDC. Kelsey looks so cool. Coming he's in super fast. Well, he wins. MCDC he looks great. Right. He's also the uh, only hot on the uh, GQ's most fashionable human from every team team. Yeah, Travis Kelsey, only yeah. white on there on IG. That's a big deal. Badge of honor. Uh, that is that is a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. What is the fashion thing? So, you just got to wear cool shit? I, what do you mean by cool? Yeah, anymore. Cool. Who knows? If it's expensive, it's is it cool? Subjective. You can no. wear cool shit. You could dress like the biggest asshole on the face <laughs> of the earth. It's fashion. It's fashion. It's all the same. Doesn't really matter. I kind of appreciate that we're in a time where you can dress like an asshole in restaurants. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because you, cause back in the day, there used to be a lot of that. You can't dress like an asshole. I am a human that dresses like an asshole. Although, I don't have tank tops on every single day anymore. I certainly still have them in my wardrobe. And whenever you think about going to a restaurant, there's always a thought in the back of my mind, like, these people aren't going to let me eat here because I have a tank top on. Nowadays, I just say, it's my fashion. It's fashion. Yeah, what? What are you talking about? You know who made this? Look at the pants. There's no, there's no dress codes to a place. Like oh, what's dress code? Oh, like business casual. Okay, that that's a wide range right now. There's you can't there be okay. You, you can't wear that. Dude's wearing Zubaz pants, you know, and a red tank top, and that's that's fashion. Fashion. Well, and your business casual just happens yeah. to be tank top and jeans. Yeah, you should see yeah. the black tie that I could have had. Bingo. You haven't even asked for that. <laughs> yeah, you should have. I mean, it could have. I, I could have showed you what that is. Yeah, this is my business casual. Yeah, because I can. I can paint a tie onto this tank top mm-hmm. right here. In a heartbeat. That goes right down the center. Mm-hmm. And guess what? That's my art, artistic freedom. That's right. Boom. In my fashionable world. You can really drop that on anybody right yeah, now. Yeah, fashionistic freedom. Is that a thing? I think you. You could be a fashionista. You, you, you display it every day. Exactly. With your fashion. Bingo. Choice. And I have d- done the same thing you have as well. Go to nice restaurants. Little risky. But you just say, like, hey, this is the this King is of the Jungle right here? You're not going to want the King of the Jungle? Oh, that's interesting. You don't like animals? I'll call Peter right now. Wow. <laughs> what are you, how are you guys treating these lobsters? Huh. Uh, let's see. Where are the clams at? Hmm. Hey, let's go take a look at how much grease is potentially on these. Is that what you say with your little... Where's uh, the manager? Yeah, you just exactly. turn into completely? No, nah, usually I just shut the fuck up and leave. Yeah, or, smart play. You yeah. don't want me here? Cool. I don't want to spend my money. Yeah, break. whatever. Fine. We'll keep it moving. Let's go to another overreaction, shall we, from around the internet. Bob Cavoyan. Whoa! Legend from Bob and Tom, I don't know who took the screenshot, but they don't follow him, which <laughs> wow. is what I'm kind of realizing Mitt. here. Oh, no. Uh, I don't know if that's Mitt. Mitt needs, to, Mitt needs to showcase a little bit more respect to an absolute legend. Guy, uh, neighbor of mine, yep. friend of mine, mm-hmm. in a couple Hall of Fames, obviously was co-host of the Bob and Tom show for like 33 years, which is a morning radio show that was nationally syndicated, broadcasted here from Indianapolis, Indiana. They're the people that kind of introduced me to this entire world, almost forced me into this entire thing at the beginning of it all after meeting me, and uh, a lot of love for this man right here. Howdy, baby, Bob. You done good, Bob. Love you, Bob. Bob says, hashtag, I don't want to overreact, but... Baltimore fans shout abuse at Taylor Swift for ruining the NFL after the Ravens lost. Forget Taylor. The fair catch on kickoffs is ruining the NFL. What? Poor officiating is ruining the NFL. What? And going for it on fourth down when in field goal range is ruining the NFL. Wow. Hell yeah, Bob. Louder for the people in the back. Now, I do believe that refs have been better this year than they have been in the past. Mm-hmm. For sure. But boy, when there's poor officiating, it is hard not to just be like, 
That's the fucking problem. Mm -hmm. That is, how are they not full time in there? And I appreciate him going to bat for Taylor Swift, AJ. You know, not a lot of people doing that. And guess what? Guess mm. what? What? Travis and Taylor are in love. Amen. <laughs> Real love. Actual. Yeah, I heard, I heard, I read the report that he's planning on getting engaged in the summer, right? Well, forget that. That's not how that's old news that all now. works. No. Uh, NFL Films released some mic'd up footage of Travis mm -hmm. Kelsey. Uh, and there's one particular clip that has certainly made its way around the internet and all the people that wanted these two to fail and all the people that wanted this to be fake and all these people that were wishing failure upon Tavis had to watch this video and go Oh, <laughs> maybe they're humans and they like each other and are perfect for each other here's immediately after winning the AFC championship and being dominant Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift Give us a path, guys. Give us a path. Thank you. Clear way. You clear way, guys. Thank you. I tell you, I'm going to enjoy it with you guys over here. I love you. Oh, I love you. Oh, it's so much fun. <laughs> Ever. Here we go, guys. Give me a path. So Thank now you. you got clear the ears. He says, seemingly, yeah. I love you. She says, I love you back. And then there is now reports, and I haven't really heard it as clear as other people seemingly have, <laughs> where she says she's never been more proud of anybody ever, ever. Yeah. than it, with Travis Kelsey. It's like, let's go! Mm -hmm. Hey, they found each other. Andy, huh? They it, found love yeah. it's over. in a hopeless place, Bingo. seemingly. Both these two <laughs> at the top of their respected fields, and now they're perfect together, and they're having success. How can people hate that, AJ? How can people you, hate that? Ask Foxy. People can hate anything, but what if how how crazy would it have been if that was the first time they ever said I love you to each other? It was right there. And he just like oh, I got caught up in the moment. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I do. Here we go. And then boom. And then she was Here like, we I've been waiting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that is the worry is that you know she says I've never ever been so proud of someone ever in my whole entire life ever, and we didn't hear an what? exact I love you back from All Taylor. Right. That no, I'm rooting for now, them. Now, I love you Don't too. be so no, negative. I'm not being. I, think I, I, can't, I, I, can't my, I can't get my I fucking back. opinions now on things <laughs> without you motherfuckers <laughs> saying, oh, hey, you just hate stuff. I, I was researching this shit day and night last night. Was I not? It yeah, was, was I fucking was. Me and Michael Cole were talking last night before, the show, before the show started. We're in a room. Me and Michael Cole were talking about some of the things that are about to happen potentially in the show. You know, you never really know, but here's some things that could happen. Here's some storylines that maybe you've missed a little bit. Here you go. And in the middle of us talking, Connor goes, yes, there it is. Yes, yes. And this is in the same room. He has headphones on, so I think he just kind of got lost mm -hmm. in his own little world. So me and Cole both just both turned to him and were like, What's up, man? He goes, video, Travis says he loves Taylor. Taylor loves him. It's a whole thing. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't know that's what you were looking for. I, I did not know that that was currently happening. And then he goes, this isn't from NFL people, by the way. This is from Swifties. Mm -hmm. The Swifties are the ones doing all the investigating work. And he's been in on this entire thing. You're saying now, after that reaction, here we are. Less than 24 hours later, and you're like, I didn't even hear her say it back. No, you no. literally flipped a chair the first time you heard it because you're like, they're an actual love. Yes. You were so jacked. I've never seen somebody so zeeked for somebody else's love story to come together full circle. Yeah, I love – look, I am a Swifty. I, I listen to every album. I, I'm a fan, and obviously I love Travis Kelsey. I am just saying, and I do believe they are in love, I'm just saying from that audio, there are some people like – Hey, why didn't she say I love you too 
I'm, I've never been more proud of anybody uh, this much forever in my entire life. There was just none of that. I believe they're going to get married. I'm just saying oh, yeah. in the moment, usually if it's forget Taylor and Travis, let's just say it was two. Let's just say it was Mitt and Casey and Mitt said to tick. And he said, Hey, I love you, man. And Casey tick talk, whatever. Fuck him. He says <laughs> back to Mitt. Oh, I've never been so proud of you, man. The first thought that we all have is... Yeah, but we don't know if she said there was dropouts. I know, I know. I'm just saying that's what the people were, you know, below saying. All right, so we'll we'll keep an ear to the ground. Jeez, always. We have been keeping... I've been keeping an ear to the ground, damn it. (laughs) Yeah, you heard that video before NFL Films heard that video yesterday. Jesus. But we would like to tell everybody that... Don't want to say we told you so, but we told you so. The reason why I thought Travis Kelsey could potentially be, you know, perfect fit for Taylor Swift in who Taylor Swift is. I would assume these musicians, actors, whatever it is that mm-hmm. Taylor Swift has dated, I've not followed close enough, all couldn't handle like, hey, uh, I'm not the motherfucker in this relationship. This is certainly the one. Travis Kelsey's a tight end yep. from Ohio. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is his quarterback. Travis Kelsey is completely cool with somebody oh, yeah. else being, you know, like like he almost takes like pride in it. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. this is so I think it's per- I'm so pumped for that. Pumped. And to hear that on the field. Yeah, uh-huh. it's incredible. Pissed, obviously. Man. Hey, isn't she gonna have a hard and she have like a long flight back after the concert to get to the Super Bowl? Depending upon whose clock you're looking at. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. And I'm not talking about Tokyo, Vegas and the travel and everything. Allegedly she will be able to make it back uh-huh. in time and she will be at the game, we all assume. But I think she has to go right back to Australia. Yeah, next okay, day. What, what are we doing here, Tay? What? Cancel the fucking Cancel. Tokyo Cancel. concert. All right, let's reset. That Tokyo Dome? Yeah, exactly. She's played it before. She sold it out. She'll sell it out again. Fuck it. Okay. I, Whoa! Sorry, guys. That's a sorry. Big fuck you to her fans. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Fuck them. All right. The love, the love, love. The love of love, her love. life is playing in. Now, nah, I listen. I know he's played in a couple, couple Super Bowls. Okay. So it's not a first time thing, but she's never been there. Nope. While he's been there, they love each other. We just heard it, okay? They just said it. Well, Connor didn't hear it. Oh, no, we didn't. Uh, but uh, we heard it. We heard it. <laughs> you could move the, uh, to Ty's point, you could move the Australia show. That oh. is the next day because. I bought I tickets mean, already. They, well, don't worry because they're already thinking about the already WWE coming to Perth, Tony. You don't have to worry about, right. about them right. being pumped. They won't be bummed about T-Swift t- because they'll say, who gives a fuck? The fucking Scottish Warriors coming to town. That's not his name. It's a Scottish <laughs> Psychopath. He is the Scottish warrior. That's all me. He's not the Scottish psychopath, you asshole. <laughs> That's not his nickname. <laughs> Last night, there was a lot of issues for me on Raw. Because, like, some people have new names. And, like, <laughs> do, I, do I know if they have new nicknames? And I'm sitting in there just, like, wheeling and dealing. I'm like, I don't know if that's... And then during the commercial break, I'm like, still referred to as? And he's like, no, that's been over. And I'm like, oh, uh, thank God I didn't. Well, Piper. You know I mean? Thank Bingo. Yeah, that yeah. was last year's Royal Rumble. And she's still, it, still yeah. doing it. Piper needs more time, yeah. by the way. We need more Piper time. As we... Top golf. Did you see the screen there? Yeah. Uh-huh. Foxy's dancing back there. Foxy's on the keys right now, as if he's Alicia Keys on this entire thing. That is, nice. hey, good work back there, Foxy. Yeah, so it's weird. I have to press multiple buttons if I want to go from you to the boys, or if AJ's on, I, if I press one of the buttons, it'll just do that. So we can't do that. So yeah, it's it's a thing. Yeah, you can. Hey, you're they doing can. great. Yeah, they, well, yeah, just tell the boys. Yeah, say, hey, yeah, boys, you look yeah. alive. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, hey, yeah, hey, hey, you can look alive, boys. Look alive. Uh, what, what? 
All right. Huh? You guys have been really on top of it. You guys are really on top of it. Top Golf's going to love that. Anyways, uh, if she travels back from Tokyo for the game and then flies to Australia afterwards, it just goes with everything we've said about Taylor Swift. The people who hate her just don't know enough about her. Fucking workhorse. Hell yeah. Like, absolute dog when it comes to what she has chosen to do for a living since she was young. Which, yet again, why... Finding an Ohio fuck, it's like, it's just a perfect, it's a perfect thing. Let's move on to the next one, then, oh. shall we? Shout out to Bob Cavoin, go ahead. We haven't, we need to, we <laughs> haven't even addressed the dumbasses who are going to say she's using too much CO2 in the air with her private jet going from Tokyo to Vegas back to Australia, okay? Like, walk? Listen, They've been yeah. saying that for years. Bingo. I mean, then. I'm not getting into yeah, it. Yeah, forget about I'm it. I'm not going to get into it because there seems to be a bit of a hypocrisy. In oh, is there? No. There's no way. I'm not. I'm not Those people get can fuck off. Okay. Well, that's Tone Diggs. And as it says at the beginning, how uh, everybody feels on this show does not necessarily represent how everybody else on the show feels. There it no. is. There it is. So we got to talk about that. I don't have an opinion, but boy, I've heard a few different ones. And it seems like they're all just kind of... You know, but we want to let everybody know we love the earth. Love the earth. Save the environment. We like to live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like to live. Now, there's documentaries that say that the earth has been changing and evolving for a very, very what? long time. Uh, yeah. I, think, I just I think the earth You should definitely it. dive into that, that realm. That's something we haven't really got into yet. <laughs> but then there's also, you know, certainly stats and statistics that say we're rude and everything. So. Mm-hmm. This is yet again another thing that the politics people seemingly are getting. And once again, I do not know who's winning the fight. I've no, I know I have an electric vehicle. Yeah. I know that. Well, that's worse. We know Try, worse. Well, though. see, there's a whole. She that's knows. what I'm talking about. It's not killing batteries. the environment, though. It's just killing nah. little kids working in mines. See, yeah. what are you. Yeah, yeah. So cool. pick, pick, your poison, pick your poison. I what didn't you, know yep. that. You want to kill I didn't know that. I thought I was told I was saving the earth. You are. When I bought that car. Saving earth, killing children. So not, see, I was not. There was a piece of information left, which I think is the. They don't whole, advertise that. Yeah, which is the whole thing here. Yeah. Right, Robin Peter to pay Paul somewhere. No, but also when the, the, those things are being talked about, I don't know if anybody's willing to change your opinion yeah. or listen. And stats are on everybody's side somehow, so it feels like a never-ending fight. But what we would like is for the smart people figure it out. Let's go to another overreaction, shall we? Chris English at Chris English 33 Hashtag, I don't want to overreact, but the Chiefs might as well start wearing white and black uniforms because we're the fucking NWO of the NFL, baby. Nobody wanted us to succeed. Nobody wanted us to win. But here we are, about to go back to To back back. and make all you haters fucking cry about it. I'll tell you what, Chris. (laughs) Pretty accurate sentiment here. You know, uh, first time Patrick Mahomes has to go on the road to play in the playoffs. Is he going to be able to handle it? Is this guy going to be able to handle playing a big game away from Hmm. Kansas City? He did. Uh, They're getting points. Are you taking them? Nah. The other teams have been too good. This Chiefs team not there yet. Um, Yeah, they do have a lot of haters. And uh, I appreciate the fact that this Chiefs team just continues to be a buzzsaw. And if they're anything like the NWO, they're going to end up with all the titles. And uh, we just need to Mm -hmm. sit back and relax and watch that entire show, D-Bud. I I love it. I'm I'm excited for that hill turn they took. But uh, that tweet, I thought he was going to go say something about the refs. But uh, it's good to see how he put that NWO spin on Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank God. What do you say? 
I just thought that's where it was going. With but the black and he's white. He's smarter than that. So. Well, the refs, you see. Yeah, a lot of people think they're in the, in they're the, the Chiefs, Chiefs pocket. Camp, mm-hmm. Which is a part of the heel turn. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. You're part of going into somebody else's house, stealing their joy, dancing on their faces, heel turn. Got the refs in your pocket, mm-hmm. heel turn. Taylor Swift, biggest Ooh. star on earth, is on your heel, heel turn. turn. So they are. Chiefsaholic. Chris English, jail. Yep. What if Roger was a special guest referee for the Super Bowl? He is every <laughs> year. What do you mean? Mike. Could you imagine him? What are you guys talking Connor, about? Connor, don't be a mark. Every single year, he's the one that called in that hold on Juju Smith. <laughs> we don't need you year. perpetuating this bullshit. Could you imagine him in a suite with a white cap on and a. Oh, that'd be awesome. People would lose their minds. He can come out over the loudspeaker <laughs> to talk to the stadium. Oops, oops, oops. Everybody. Oh, wrong button. We're returning to TV in 10, 9, <laughs> Eight. Need big applause. Big applause. <laughs> so, Roger Goodell directing traffic the entire evening. If he's even on his phone during the game and shot on camera during the time of a potential. Oh. He's <laughs> calling Bill Vinovich. What the fuck? This son Bullshit. of a bitch. This son of a bitch is doing it, which is, you know, I don't want to make now the time to do this because we're in the middle of hashtag I don't want to overreact. But, but, but I do think it's time for us to. You know, showcase a little investigative journalism. Oh. So, as the refs get brought up and officiating and scripting gets brought to the forefront yet again for another, probably third straight year of it being a real mm-hmm. convo, as sports gambling continues to grow and people lose actual money on teams that they think should win or will win, and then watch them potentially get screwed, not only into a loss, but them losing their own personal money, there's going to be calls that the NFL is working against their own fans on a regular basis, seemingly in the world that we live. In the past couple weeks, there's been things telling us that the script has been leaked. Mm. This script has been leaked. Do you remember this? Do you remember when this got put out? Look at the logo! It worked in uh, the Bengals-Rams. Is that a coincidence? How about the Eagles and Chiefs? Not the Eagles green, but it is green. No green. And the Chiefs are red, huh? That, that, That could be a thing. And then that means one thing and one thing alone. Oh, they just so happen to be the one seeds, and their colors are exactly what this year's logo is? Script has been leaked. Script has been leaked. How about this not only being the only thing that was telling us it was the San Francisco Ravens, there was also this Publix, which would certainly know the script before everybody else because it's a grocery store. They were only selling Niners, Ravens, balloons to get prepared for the big game. Publix knows people. They do. They're one of the wealthiest businesses in the United States of America. Obviously, grocery stores and food are a massive piece of Super Bowl parties and the Super Bowl days to make the day what it is. So Roger Goodell would certainly be giving them a heads up on who's going to be in the Super Bowl. So they sold these. And not only this, how about the... Oh, cookie cake! What? What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Put it on a cookie. It's real. Look at all those graphics. They had to make it. You know, Roger Goodell say, hey, listen, you're making cookie cakes for the big game. Here's who it is. Yep. Hey, Fabe, we can't be telling anybody. Mm-hmm. And some asshole gets that and says, yo, I'm going to put this out for everybody else. Oh, no. Just like they have balloons. I'm going to put this cookie yep. cake out so you can get your Super Bowl party ahead of the time, even knowing who's going to be in the Super Bowl. We got the answer. The internet ran, has run with all of these. None of them as much as they ran with this, though. Do you remember the local news and who gives a fuck Wyoming? <laughs> yep. Remember, they had the script from the NFL and they leaked it. Nah. They leaked it. Local news. Whoa. Listen, I understand it's going to be fine. Five, eight, nine, ten degrees, a little bit of sun. Also, 
Roger Goodell, the NFL, gave us the script. Reba McIntyre's going to be there. Ursher's going to do a thing at halftime. Yes. Posty's going to perform. And by the way, it's Niners-Ravens in the Super Bowl matchup on February 11th. Sorry about it. They leaked it. How could they? What? They leaked it. It got out. Jeez. All of these things led to people be firmer believers in the fact that the NFL was scripted. Mm -hmm. And now here we are just a few days later. And it's not. That's not Will anybody game. ever? That's not the game. Yeah, what do you say now? What happens now? Will anybody? Just forget about it. I yeah, with the, just, with the logo. I don't think people do. I think people think it's rigged still. They still, they're going to take that to the grave. Well, that's because senior NFL insiders from ESPN go on ESPN shows and they say this. It was rigged. It was rigged. It had, nothing, it, had, it had nothing to do with Patrick Mahomes. It had nothing to do with Travis Kelsey. It had nothing to do with Andy Reid. Nothing to do with the way that this Spags. champion has played. It had everything to do with the NFL script writers and them wanting to make sure that they got Taylor Swift back from her concert in Tokyo to be in the stadium in Las Vegas in time for the Super Bowl because the ratings weren't going to be high enough. So they wanted to make sure <laughs> they're even higher for the Super Bowl. And they wanted to bring just a little extra juice to a game that... Frankly, it was just a, a flat matchup. So, <laughs> yes, it worked out very well, and the NFL was able to manage to rig the game, and now Taylor Swift will be there. It's great. Okay, so that's why I guess I still remain torn. Yeah. Because mm. if Shefty says it, yeah, I mean, he's an insider. Well, and the, the best way to dispel, you know, people from the truth is to joke about it mm -hmm. and to acknowledge like the nfl did with the script writing commercial that's right, right. and oh. then shefty in there throw him off the scent now i will say i was just a punter say and tell me i didn't get a single script damn it's a fucking bummer now that i'm hearing about it because that local news station got it mm -hmm. yeah that fucking public's got it griff whalen got it what's that griff whalen. Mm, maybe that was the wrong name are you talking about the fake punt? Uh, that isn't what I was talking about, but I guess now, sure, that's what I'm talking about. I, I definitely said the wrong name. Did any? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Great work. Yep, 100% said the wrong name. But as soon as Shepard's, all those things are tough with the logo not working. Yeah. Okay. With the local news not being. Sure. Turns out, not real. Mm-mm. With the cookie cake. Yeah. Oh, cookie no, not the cookie cake. cake. With the balloons. Craziest one. The balloons. <laughs> Think about that, because the amount of time it takes to build it, and then yeah, fill them all up. Mm -hmm. yep. So the NFL would give a heads up for that type of thing. For all that to be wrong, I'm fucking bummed out. But then for Schefter to come out and just say the truth in a joking way makes me even more bummed out. Ridiculous. Yeah. So let's just remember that maybe sometimes we're giving way too much credit to people. Could be. Saying, oh, they're way smarter. Then, because when you're saying something's rigged or scripted, you're banking on people being super intelligent. I, normally super optimistic guy, just happen to have some doubts about people's intelligences mm -hmm. in certain places to be able to execute mm -hmm. a certain scripting. But that doesn't mean it's not real. That's right. And Schefter kept it alive, D. But all the fucking right? show. It got a half right. The Niners made it. I think it was kind of lazy though, just using it. Two one seats, like come on, man. Huh? Well, that's, that's, creativity. The, that's the new evolution of this: is that the purple doesn't represent Baltimore. Oh. It represents the Speak Now album that Taylor Swift came out with, where the cover is purple. And oh. what year did she put that? I album believe out? that was two thousand nine. Oh, oh slogan! Yeah, yeah. long so time. Last waiting album? to use it. Do you guys know? Do they send uh, like the balloons and the cookie cake uh, and the news report and the logo to third world countries to use since it's not? 
Like they do with the, oh yeah the t-shirts yeah that, that cookie cake's getting marked down ninety nine cents going right yep. towards clearance. I am a cookie cake fan, and that one did look good. It's delicious. I, I, I will say with the frosting around the outside. I've never. I don't like too much frosting cookie. on my cookie. Bingo. Cake. That that you know spread it out. Let the cookie shine. Sometimes people get a little bit aggressive with the frosting on the cookie cake, and it's like I appreciate it, but also frosting is going to spoil harden quicker than this cookie cake is. True. Mm. Especially if you keep it in there. So at the beginning, I think you get a good pop from the decoration, but long term, you're really fucking up the cookie cake. I agree. So let's keep it simple on top of those things. Yep. My daughter actually uh, did a little cookie cake. Decorate. Nice. Oh, nice. It was really cool. Love fucking cookie cakes. Oh, so good. I don't have one. They're awesome. They're awesome. So cookie good. cake and ice cream cake dominate. Um, ice cream Dairy cake. Queen, Dairy Queen ice cream cake is pretty legit. Oh, yeah. I'm with you. Here, Matt. Carb, carb, I don't love ice cream cake. Carb. I'll say it. It's a lot. Just okay. like I don't like meatball subs because it's a lot. Yeah. Like ice cream. But you'll cake. eat them though occasionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Not yes. Yes. Subs. Yes. You have. But ice cream really? cakes. I'll enjoy an ice cream cake. But yeah. th- there's a what? A five minute shelf life on those things? Yeah. You got to eat it. Got to eat it. Got to be in the freezer. And, yeah. Eat it. 10, 15 minutes. Who's got the room in the freezer? A little layer of cookies. Yeah, true. Oh, so man. Good. Yeah. Game changer. Yeah. If you eat a good ice cream cake, I'm all in on those. But I don't like the high maintenance ness mm-hmm. of the ice cream cake because the space that it's taking up, the amount of time that you have whenever you take it out of there. But if you get it when it's right, whole oh, baby, oh, not much better. How about the Snickers ice cream? Oh, oh the bar, bar? The, the ice cream those bars? are greatest, the best, oh, those are great. my favorite, right there. Oh, man. I mean the the Oreo cookie sandwich also, the big boppers, or, or just the normal. cookie I'll go sandwich. with the yeah, the yeah. normal cookie yeah. sandwich yeah. as well. Yeah. I, I, you know, going out of a gas station every once in a while, it'll fucking get. Oh right, yeah, right yep. all right, fine. Oh, has in the freezer. Yeah, right. There. You've never. I think we got one of those. No, we were in Florida for NXT or something years ago. I think we all got those. Yeah, and it got us. The freezer got us. We're like, yeah, yeah. It was literally on yeah. the way. We checked out. All of us yeah. checked out. I think it might have been even. No, I, I, was that Tahoe? That was Tahoe. Tahoe yeah. Before we got to Wherever the airport. Tahoe, we did it this year. Yeah. I guess it was last year now, but that just happened too. I'm remembering it down in Tampa as well at that seven uh, at the seven eleven. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that fucking yeah. freezer will get you. Oh, yeah, yeah, they put it. Smart, I mean, great some placement. The, yeah, some of the best placement as far as product goes. You have a there. bag. You already did the checkout thing. Yeah, and you're walking and oh, forgot mm, that. Fuck. You almost hear like the ice cream truck music yep. playing <laughs> in your head, yeah. and it's like, yeah, why not? You know, yeah, I, I do deserve it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and right now would be the perfect time. I got nowhere to go. I'm literally going to my car, so I'm gonna eat this within the next minute or two. Mm-hmm. Got to do it. Guess I'll steal it. Good for the ice cream business. What do we... No. No. no, no. I was about to say good for the business, and you're ruining it. No, no. It's good for the business. I'm just saying you already have the bag. It's like, all right, fuck it. What was the ice cream we had uh, a couple weeks ago? Handles. Handles ice cream. Yeah. Have you ever had this, AJ? Yeah, Handles. uh, They're in Ohio. I think they were... Purple in Ohio. Founded in Ohio. Youngstown, yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of them here in Indiana. Sweet. uh, Some of the uh, owners uh, of the franchises... Brought us up a bunch. Yeah. So good. It was so good. Was it like fancy stuff, though? I don't like the no, weird no. flavors. No, no, no. Okay, good. It was good. Yeah. People do Church too much. Church. When people start doing too much. Yeah. Just give me some cookie dough or cookies and cream. Yep, something had like those. that. Bingo. Yeah. The cookies and cream that I had from Handles was delightful. And I'll tell you what, Alice Handel, mm-hmm. whenever she created this business in 1945 in the summer heat in Youngstown, Ohio, she knew what she was fucking doing. Oh, yeah. She, she knew what she was doing. Now, how hot was it then? Because that goes back to the conversation we were having before. 
Thought as hot. Yeah, no, as 45, hot. fresh off of the Second World War. Yeah, that, but how come? Earth was exploding with heat. How come, and I appreciate your knowledge of history and timing and everything like that in era and descriptor. Well, Oppenheimer. Part, makes just, us look smart. If they say it's the coldest it's been since, that means it's happened, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's the hottest since means it's happened before, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So those ones I don't think are call for the ones where they're like this has never fucking happened before oh, boy those scare the shit out of me. <laughs> those ones <laughs> get me ever like yo this earth's been around a long time we've been documenting how hot this thing is and then people are like yeah but how are they tracking it now versus how are they tracking it then i'm like fuck you can never really can you ever believe anything but all i know is when they tell me this is the coldest ever or the hottest ever a little piece inside of me goes oh fucked got it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but it, we're we're the caveman walking out of the cave and go <sighs> Got 103 today and fucking marking it on the wall. Well, see, that's the thing, though. I was watching something about, like, maybe they had better technology than we ever imagined. <laughs> Ancient know. aliens? Oh, you trying to say then they got wiped out and we had to start over? Yeah. Is that where you're going? Yeah, there's a couple of docs that say that. Dang, that some- these ones really fuck me up when I watch. I like to live in a state of ignorance. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just not knowing. Ignorance is bliss. I'm watching sports. I'm watching wrestling. I got the team. Okay, got the family. This is all we're doing. I'm eating wings. I'm eating pizza. I'm drinking water. Right. And, like, right. what I know forever. Yeah. And then just like there's a documentary. And I was like, you know what? Fuck, let me watch this. And then like 15 minutes in, you're like, I shouldn't have learned this. I'm going to think about this now. Yep. Forever. Mm-hmm. It's like, how did they get those big ass rocks? <laughs> you know, yeah. no idea. How, all yeah. over the place. It's pyramids. not just that's one pyra- of them. Look at those pyramids. Those it pops up in my algorithm, like the people going in the pyramids and seeing how all. I'm like, man, that is. I need to go see those. I mean, the, the pyramids aren't the only one. I mean, there's like. Oh, I know. There's Mexico a lot. has stuff. So oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah. You're, I everywhere. mean, there's like shit everywhere where it's like how. how did, I'm not answering. I don't know the answer. No. Pyramids. No one they, does. They don't Everybody does seemingly though in that world. Everybody they all does. have Nobody an answer. Does. Nobody's saying what Dan Orlovsky was strong enough to say yesterday. Exactly. I don't know. Okay. And he'll never say it again. Nope. Nope. <laughs> That's why we documented it. What was that, Dan? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Let's go to another overreaction, shall we? And then we go to everything DB. Good D, bad D. Thank you to everybody that participated in hashtag I don't want to overreact. But Brock Purdy has eliminated all narrative. He is elite. The only quarterback who is undisputed better than him in today's NFL is Patrick Mahomes. The Super Bowl is the battle of the two best QBs in the league. MV Purdy will silence the critics again, says Edna, the 49ers fan. Edna, shout out to you seemingly figuring out X mm. or Twitter at the state of life in which you are at. Your name's Edna, so that automatically makes us assume things. Then the photo you have as your avatar takes it to a whole nother level. Bingo. Proper punctuation, great take. Love what fucking Edna's saying out there, Todd. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I saw her picture. I saw her take. I said, yep, Edna, welcome to the show. You're on. It's as simple as that. And, I mean... I don't know. I'm kind of waffling back and forth in terms of, yeah, that's just you, no, that's it, all time. Um, I'm waffling. My, I, I didn't even see her, her, her uh, reaction because that's all I could see. Was Selfie her, her off a mirror yep. flipped backwards. Awesome. Edna's a fucking dog. <laughs> no, no. That's amazing. Edna. Junkyard. Down. Edna, we appreciate you. Love Edna. you, Edna. Being a part of the program. <laughs> Nobody's going to give us credit for having Edna as a viewer. Exactly. Everybody thinks we're, you know, new age and different platforms. You think Edna knows how to fucking spell Twitter? No. No way. Well, or X. Her punctuation. She's probably, she's probably on top of it. Does she know how to use it, though? Yes. Yes. 
yeah, appears obviously. as if. Edna's uh, a modern marvel, if you will. <laughs> Edna might have been one to stack those rocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Built the pyramids <laughs> on her bare fucking hands. I didn't even think about yep. that. Carried them. Selfie oh. in the mirror flipped backwards. <laughs> yeah. That's Edna, baby. It's innovation. That's sweet. Yeah, one of those first ice cream Sundays back in Youngstown. She painted it. Oh, yeah. That might have been Edna Handel. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even cool. think about that. Thank you, Edna. Fair work, D-Butch. You want to shoot something to win some, uh, do a give? Nah. Do it tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Maybe it'll be something with these top golf balls. Ooh, yeah, I'll like figure that. something or out. You'll before. figure something out. Ooh. And remember right now on the Top Golf app, you can get half off Monday through Friday top golfing at one of their bays. Nice. Now, it does not work at the Las Vegas location. Sure. But anywhere else, Monday through Wednesday, half off top golf golf at the Top Golf app, AJ Hawk. I love it. Top Golf is always jammed. Jump. When I go to the one in Columbus, it's a it's a great spot. No matter what night of the week you're there. The one here in Indianapolis, yep. packed, jammed. Miami, same, jammed. Congrats to Top Golf creating something special. Thank you, and thanks for the half off Monday through Wednesday mm -hmm. deal. Yeah. Huge to provide for people and also SeatGeek, five hundred dollars off big game tickets right now. Hell yeah! What's Use retail for tickets right now? Sorry, seven thousand. <laughs> Jeez, it's the cheapest. I, I just saw the average is ninety five hundred. Dude, yeah, yeah this is that is, much now. Yeah, yeah nobody okay. Vegas. see this Ooh. matchup. What's that? So it's all corporate. It's all corporate. No fans are going. It's not a. It's not about the teams. That's not. Oh, they don't want to. They're not paying for the football. They're paying to sit in the seat. Got it. You this know is, what I mean? Mm -hmm. This is a crop matchup. It's a crop, crop matchup. It's crop crop. No job. How about how dramatic people are being? People did you see suck. the? Did you have yeah, a seat going around the That's internet? not going to change. That this is the worst NFL season of all time. Did you see that going around the internet? See that. What? That's awesome, dude. I love. It. Who are these people? Is this like? <laughs> it was one of know. those accounts that likes to say things and do Ooh. what they do. You know who it was? I don't. I know. Uh, no, that. Like, yeah. Is that every account? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was it an aggregator? It was one of those accounts. Okay. Yes. Us talking about it only motivates them more. I'm just going to put that out there as well. Well, they do good sometimes, but then also just creating a narrative that is potentially not real, but just acting as if it is, and only presenting things that make your narrative look right, without the whole truth. It's certainly an issue that is, that is just not experiencing sports, though. This is the whole world. Let's just enjoy the fuck out of... We have a Super Bowl Sunday coming. Got one game left. Yeah, let's talk about how bad the football season when we're sitting at home watching nothing. You know? <laughs> the season's been unbelievable. It's NFL football. What do we got now? Monday Night Raw? Right. Yep. Chicago State, Tuesday night, 10 p.m. Yeah, college basketball and March you know, Madness. We're, right we're in it. We're in it, boys. We got Senior Bowl up into the draft. One-on-ones happening every single day yep. on NFL Network. There's we'll some guys those. cooking out there today. There is. There's some guys also getting exposed yep. at the Classic Senior Bowl. Yep. It's going to happen. Congrats to the 75th anniversary team that made it for the first 75 years oh, yeah. of the Senior Bowl. Pro Bowl right. games this weekend? Oh, yeah. Yep. Or this jocked. week? Everybody's jocked about those. Mm -hmm. Olympics? No, we're ways away. Is summer. The, the Europe's summer. are this summer. Euros okay, and summer. Copa America in the U.S. this summer. Yeah, but the Europe's are never going to be respected until they put the pink slips on the line mm -hmm. against the Concafas. Yeah, but U.S. is in Copa America this year. Can, couldn't oh. do it. We're not in Concafas? You're in the Copa America. It's better. It's way better. Yeah, Concafas. Played against Argentina and Brazil. Is Methy's on our team? No, yep. he's on Argentina. What? That's yeah. bullshit. What did we pay him all the money for? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> 
I mean, Inter Miami's having a tough uh, preseason right now. Lost in Saudi yesterday. Ah, uh, who's Matthew playing though? Yes, he scored. Suarez scored. They lost four three. How much money are they getting paid? I didn't even think about the extra money to travel Inter Miami. Quite a bit. Yeah, they're like a band mm-hmm. in the soccer world. Oh, they're paying them a shit ton of money. Big money game. When does MLF happen? Still a bit away. Huh? Time. Amen. <laughs> what? What? what was that? I missed that. Amen, brother. What? See you this summer. Full season of This is what Massey we're talking about. We MLS. still have we'll NFL football. Okay? Yeah, we do. We do. Let's not complain about it. Let's enjoy it. <laughs> I wish the Colts were playing. Everybody would be much happier, obviously. See the Indianapolis Colts mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl. I get it. Okay? Maybe the Patriots. No, 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 no. Tied it at. No, actually, a lot of Chiefs fans have said, hey, to New England fans, sorry for saying that the game was rigged for you all these years because now we understand what you have gone through. Yeah, because you can't bitch about anything. Because we were the first ones. We were the first Chiefs, so we, we went through this already as a fan base. Well, you there's the Steelers and the Raiders. And it, I mean, in the bitch. last 20 years where like, the game's rigged and the script. and mm-hmm. uh, Oh, where this has become the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, the refs are getting calls from Goodell. I don't think they were dealing with that in the 70s, maybe. Mm-hmm. But now, because of how relevant it is and loud it is. They're spiking his cigarettes that happen. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. They're putting a little extra sauce on there so he can't breathe in a no, second. No, I remember uh, 70 Steelers, they were all roided up out of their Mines, they all used steroids, they all cheated. They were the only ones. I don't think everyone did back yeah. there. This is just like when everybody's like, McGuire's I don't think it head, tested until like late 80s. McGuire's mm-hmm. head grew 14 sizes. It's like, what a great, that's the golden era of baseball. That's, yeah. Well, tell me the pitcher's heads. I want to know how big the pitcher's heads were. Those yeah. dudes' legs, they were squatting 7,000 pounds, throwing the ball 140. Yeah, everybody's Rocket. just talking about yeah. how the big bats were coming out to mm-hmm. play. It's like, well, there was also balls probably getting thrown faster oh, yeah. than ever on the other side as well. So we got to take that into account. Like whenever we're talking about Kalen DeBoer, and he was a Sioux Falls coach, and they're like, it doesn't count Sioux Falls. He had Sioux Falls players mm-hmm. playing against people that Sioux Falls are playing against, and he got them to beat that level of competition. Then he goes, you know, to Indiana here at IU, gets them to beat – like he wins, you know. Like we need to judge McGuire and the boys who aren't ever going to get into the Hall of Fame, right? No, already it's done. They've been like, damn, they've been on the ballot and they haven't got in, so like they can't ever get in now. It's like they were playing against people that were, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. How come that doesn't get talked about? It's horseshit. There's definitely guys in that have been juicing, but they just didn't get caught up in the fray. Too. Absolutely. Call passing. Can we call passing, please. <laughs> See what he's doing. What does baseball do now? What? Like just during this time of the year, we talking about dude. Pitchers, pitchers and catchers, catchers report in twelve days. Catchers. Yeah, so 12 now days? I mean that's yeah, that's a long time. But now, that's what I mean. So they can't even watch the Super Bowl. What are we? What are you talking about? Don't watch the Super Bowl. They're reporting on Super Bowl day. Probably Monday after. Yeah, probably the Monday after. It was twelve days when whenever I saw it. They'll watch the Super Bowl. Those guys care. Get me? They're athletes. Yeah. yeah. Jeff Passan did it. That's how we know. All right, why are we even talking about baseball, anyways? Yeah, we're talking about football. We still have it. Why the fuck are we talking about baseball? We still have football. Or soccer. Let's go. Let's enjoy this. Let's go ahead and continue to appreciate the greatness that we're getting to watch. Shout to the Chiefs, shout to the Niners, and shout to you for allowing us to do this every single day for a living. It is absurd. It is bananas, and we are incredibly grateful for it. AJ, great work today with that new haircut, pal. Good work, guys. Great work. D-Butch, great work today, pal. Good work, D-Butch. I like that jumpsuit. Tone, great. Yeah, me too. It's great really jumper. Actually, look on the back of his calf. Back of the calf. No. Wait till you see this. Oh, yeah. oh boom. Man. Matching. Come super, on. Super uh-huh. Where do I get one of those? AJ, you shouldn't wear that. Oh, AJ. Why not? Clean it is. 
Mm. Looks sweet. Yeah. Maybe like a black one or a red yep. one or something. Yep. Who is that? Sergio Ticini. Okay. Is that really a cool female designer? Uh, no, I believe Susai? this is a Susai. Susai. stallion from back in the day. What's his name? Sergio Ticini. Ticini. How do you God. spell that? You know, just like Kachuk. Just how matter of fact he was. Did you just make that up? No. This is, these guys have been around for decades. Yeah. They look phenom- that looks phenomenal. It does. It's a timeless guy. Sergio Ticini. Boom. Sergio Ticini. Mm-hmm. Born in 1938. Dog. He's an Italian former professional tennis player and fashion designer of sportswear. The sportswear firm bearing his name is located in Bellinzago, Novaris, Novara, Italy. Jesus. A lot of names. Of course. Be- beautiful place. You look so cool in that. So beautiful. Look how cool you look. Super fashion. We should have talked about that earlier when we were talking about fashion. Hey, Sergio, send me some. Sergio Ticini. Yeah, he's still alive. He's dead. No, no he's not. No, he's Look not. when he was Wh- whoever's born. running it. Hey, that guy dead. Is he dead? Did it dead. say dead? Date? Did did they put an expiration date? Italians live forever. Exactly. He's currently eighty-five years old. Yeah. Boom. Hey, Sergio, keep doing it, okay. Ticini. Yeah. Prove it. Send a bunch of shit. Oh, he played. Oh yeah. Uh, he yeah, yeah, he played. The hell? Did you read that? Former I, I, professional. I, I know. Man. I didn't. Look at his career singles record. He was a fucking dog. Seven and seventeen. He uh, knew I, he I had a tough game. He, yeah, tough, he knew yeah, he had tough, tough, yeah, he made, back. Pocket. It was only he only played the majors. Look, he made the third round of the U.S. Open. Guy was a dog. Yeah, <laughs> the final. Then he got to the second round, nineteen sixty-six. One and that, two in doubles. That was back when they were really playing what, too. What was the big? Was it McElroy? He had one of his guys who were like. Like his brand, like one of his brand, big brand ambassadors. Who'd you say? Today. McElroy. McElroy. Greg. McElroy. R- Rory. McElroy. Johnny McElroy. Greg. He's good. He Greg tennis, McElroy. Huh? He's good at tennis. I don't know if Greg McElroy <laughs> will wear any Sergio Ticini's, <laughs> but I would like to hang out with Greg McElroy another night or two. Amen. Mm-hmm. What a legend. That guy goes. He does. <laughs> he does. Don't. Hey, baby, Greg. Love you, Greg. It was great hanging out with you down in the national championship. Sweet Greg. cowboy boots, man. He had legit cowboy boots. He was dancing on them. It was awesome. All right. Well, let's get out of here. We'll be back tomorrow. Talks to the table. Great work. Hammered down in the back. Phenomenal job today. We got a big one tomorrow. Yeah, hey, big one tomorrow. Let's go. For shoot. It's great to be back in the WWE. It was so cool seeing everybody last night. Yeah, it was sweet. Had to get blood. I don't like that. Yeah, that's. Almost passed out as soon as I got there. Mm hmm. We need to take your blood for a physical. I'm like, I don't want to. How about that? Really check it. Well, uh, I don't know. They're about to learn a lot. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're about to learn a lot. But if they, if they tell me I'm going to die, I'm almost like keep that inf- keep the information sure. to yourself, please. Yeah. But everybody there seems to genuinely like us. Yeah. And it is so awesome. And Triple H posted, "Welcome home." You know, it does actually feel like that. So thank you to the WWE and the WWE Universe for allowing us to be back in your world. It is an absolute honor. We'll continue trucking on for as long as you'll have us. Trying to be a little mental vacation for you. Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. It might change your life. We're in this thing together. Team on me. Team on three. One, two, three. Team. Team. Goodbye.